All right. Hey, everybody. It's time for the best show here on uh, Tuesday night in November of 2016. Time stamping this one for the ages. Put it in the vault. Hey, Mike. When this show's done tonight, I want you to take it. I'm going to put it on a USB drive. Take it right over to the Museum of Television and Broadcasting. Bang on the door until someone lets you in. And then when you get in, I want you to delete some of that Ernie Kovacs stuff and put this in its place. Thing with monkey, the monkeys. Got put monkey masks on. Look, it's very funny for 1958. Must have been a total crack up for the 1,700 people in America who had television sets. Must have enjoyed Milton Berle in a dress and Ernie Kovacs putting a monkey mask on and lip syncing to a Raymond Scott outtake or whatever he was doing. But that's not the spirit of tonight's show. Tonight we are giving thanks and we're going to talk about what we're thankful for and we are also going to focus on making a little uh, scratch a rooney for a uh, New Jersey food bank. Famous people, if they call and talk for a couple minutes, I will donate money for every famous person that calls throughout tonight's show. And there's a sliding scale of fame in terms of the donation. So I'm going to say this. If you think you're famous, I'm telling you right now, if you think you're famous and I say you're, you're not as famous as you think you are, I don't want you to be insulted by if the, 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 the dollar amount is lower than, you, than it is, than you think it's going to be. I don't want to hear anybody cry when when they call and it's uh, the, the the their their level of wattage generates uh $3 to the food bank. <clears throat> I don't want so call up, but don't I don't want no crying. But you know what there is going to be plenty of good music starting with That's right. You know it. The best show theme. Let's get the show started. Phone number 201-332-3484. And it is no dude member, by the way. So no dudes, unless you're a famous person, then dudes can call if you're famous. Here we go. It's the best show.
best show. Back for another Tuesday night installment here in 2016, November of 2016. Welcome. We just heard from Fuzz. You like that, Mike? It's heavy, right? Usually you can't handle the heavy stuff. Heaviest song Mike likes is that uh that one Joni Mitchell song. That one about uh Oh Corey, I was walking along you know that one? Corey come back and play What's that called? Corey? No, not parking lot. What's your favorite Joni Mitchell song? Park, I like Parking Lot. Parking Lot! You see her live. Parking Lot! She's like... Getting ready to play like a song from... She's like, this is from uh, Mingus. We're gonna do... Parking Lot! Parking Lot! Hey, when's she gonna play Parking Lot? Parking Lot! Let's go parking lot. Yeah. No, it's fun. Mike likes heavy stuff too, but that that was as, that might that's as heavy as you might got. Studio likes Queen. That's his favorite band. Mike's favorite band is the Grateful Dead, and and. Who else? Bruce Springsteen? Bruce Springsteen, Bob Dylan, and Grateful... Who else? And the Rolling Stones. So Fuzz, I think Fuzz might be the latest addition to that list, Mike. Ty Siegel on drums. It's called Rat Race from Fuzz 2. It's on In the Red Records. Great record, great label. In the red. Can't beat it. And after that, starting us off, we heard from this beautiful, clean reissue, uh, Getaway. Merge just put out this reissue of their album, uh, which is what, from like 15 years ago, something like that? We heard Crazy by The Clean. Beautiful package. Merge Records. The phone number 201-332-3484 tonight. It's No Dude Vember, so no dudes, please. Unless you're famous, because I'm donating money to a food shelter for every famous person who calls. And it's a sliding scale of... Donation based on your level of fame. So don't cry if I suddenly say it's $2. I don't want to hear you crying. 
telling you if if, if the guy from the uh, the the Effordent commercial calls, that's two dollars tops. If he calls, what's that? The Effordent guy just hung up. Great. Even the Effordent guy has better things to do tonight. Well, God bless him. We all love Effordent and. The stuff he's the, the he's represented it beautifully over the years. Uh, Best show. Hi. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Uh, Anna. Anna, where are you calling from, Anna? Uh, Rochester, New York. Rochester, New York. What's going on up in Rochester? Is it cold there yet? Oh, yeah. Cold? How cold? Very. It's 31 this morning. Ugh. <laughs> it's too early for it to be 31 degrees, right? Yep. Ain't ready for that. I ain't ready, Anna. You might be. I'm not. Uh, I'm de- I definitely wasn't expecting it. No. What are you going to do? What are we going to do, mm. right? Exactly. Can't fight it. Winter. Bring it on. Exactly. So what's going on tonight, Anna? Uh, nothing much. Just hanging out at the house. Smoking a bowl. You can admit it. Right? What? You know. Sparking up. I'm not exactly sure what that means. A little bit of God's green herb. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm 12 years old. Hold on. You're 12? Yes, I'm 12. Well, I apologize. Are <laughs> you are you sound much older than 12, Anna? It's all right. So, Anna, are you sitting around with a juice box? No. Right? With a sippy cup? Help me get the age right here. I'm 12 years old. I go to Gates Chalet Middle School. I'm in 7th grade. You sound, you're very composed for a 12-year-old. I, as when I was 12, you should, oh, my goodness, I was a, a train wreck. I'm still a train wreck. I'm 67 years old, 67 years young, but I'm still, I feel, I feel like you're older than I am in terms of composure. So what do you yeah. do? What's your favorite uh, subject, Anna, in school? Um, actually, I'm into music and arts. I just got finished with the school musical. We did Shrek the Musical, and I got the part of Donkey. You played Donkey in the Shrek musical? Yep. No. Yep. And what did that entail? Is it, like, do you have a, was there a big number that Donkey sings? Uh, there was Travel Song and Make a Move. And how did those, those were go? the, huh? How do those go? Those went pretty well. The whole show went really well. What was the big showstopper for you? Like, was it Make a Move? Is that the big number? I don't know the musical. Shrek the musical. Oh. Dudio's always talking about it. I haven't gotten a chance to see it yet. It's a really good musical. You can find it on Netflix. Well, for maybe that'll be a Thanksgiving treat. I will, I'll get uh, me and Dudio and Michael get together and uh, have a th- Thanksgiving feast, singing the <laughs> learning, learning and singing the songs from Shrek the Musical. 
Mm. Well, look, what are you, what are you thankful for, Anna? I am very thankful that um, I can be here with my family and go to a great school. That's nice. See, you're th- that's nice. You, 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 you have, you, you have so much more composure than I do. I'm sitting here mad, mad that I get mad that the, the best show's not listed. Do you know what Podmass is, Anna? Uh, no, not really. Let's keep it that way. You're better off. It's this dumb podcast review thing that I fall into every week. I let them get me because they say these are the best shows of the past week and I don't even get in there and I'm, oh, don't get me started. You're so much smarter than I am. It's really a shame. They don't know what they're missing out on. This show is amazing. Thank you. Outside of me inferring that you're, uh, that you're uh, trafficking drugs. Yes, I appreciate that, and I would like to strike that from uh, the record. You, you, uh, you forgive me for that. Yes. Thank you, Anna. All right, I have to move on here. All right. So you have a great Thanksgiving. You too, sir. Bye. Goodbye. That was nice, nice, nice young lady, Anna. I'm being told to go to line four here. Best show. Hey, hello? Hi. Hi, this is Patricia Arquette. What? Oh, my God. Yes. How are you? Hi. Patricia Arquette. I'm the- good. Wait, how do I know this is Patricia Arquette? I'm going to quiz you real quick. All right, I hope I get this right. Were you in the movie Ed Wood? Yes, I was. Okay. Well, it's like Kathy Wood. It's you. It is you. Mm-hmm. You passed the test. It's me. Because <laughs> we're doing a thing tonight. Thank you, first of all, thank you for calling. This is so exciting and so unexpected. For uh, I'm trying to get money for uh, for a, a food bank in New Jersey, and we're doing. A th- I know that's why I called in. I hope I rate more than three bucks. You'll because I'm sick. I got the flu. I'm sitting here. We've been waiting for three hours to call. My boyfriend is such a huge fan. I uh, actually sometimes say. If it was Tom Sharpling or me, and some one of us had to die a grisly death, who would you choose? Oh, that's horrifying. <laughs> that's... You lose, Tom. You lose. I, I, look, I would hope I'd lose between <laughs> you and me for him. I would hope. That's what I hope, too. Yeah. That's what I was hoping. You know, you have, to, God. you have to smash one of those paintings over his head. <laughs> exactly. Right? Tell him to get some sense. Yeah, smash one of those white albums over his head. Oh, exactly. Because uh, you're referring to Eric White, your your lesser. Yes. I'm going to call him your lesser half. You're the better half. No, he's really the better half. He's no. an amazing artist, and you're referring to the the series he just did recently. Perhaps maybe the better half. I'm pretty good too. We're generally pretty nice people. Yes, you try you're, to be. Yes, I mean, you don't have to try when you're just nice. You're nice. So, what? What did I want to say to you? I wasn't. It's not like I had questions ready for you. When did? What's the first thing you did with Richard Richard Linklater? She's gone. <laughs> you know what? How much would I donate for Patricia Arquette, Mike? The max. 
All right. Hundred dollars. Already. One hundred. Cause I don't know. She won an Oscar. What's that? Did the phones conk out? She doesn't have to call back. She's sick. You tell her she doesn't have to call back. She's on two. How are you? Hi, I'm okay, but a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars. Really? Yeah. I have the flu. I want bonus points. Well, look, it's out, this is out of my. I have, I have letters from two different presidents. Yeah. Come on. This is out of my <laughs> pocket. This is not some some <laughs> slush fund. I, I hemorrhage money on this show. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I beg of you, please. Right. I just got, you know, I'm exhausted. I've been traveling. Right. I've been building toilets in Standing Rock. Please. You've been building toilets. Okay. There's hungry people in New Jersey. $150. That's the, there you go. You, you beat me up into it. Now you have to answer a question, though. What, what, what was the first thing you did with Richard Linklater? Uh, well, actually, it was Boyhood, but it didn't come out first. Yes. I started shooting Boyhood first with him, and then it came out later. And were you just like, um, at some point, like, what are we really doing here? Is this really no. going to... No? You knew the whole no, time? No, the whole time I was like, this is the greatest thing. At a certain point, I, I started to, you know, never want it to end. Mm-hmm. I started to get sad that we were actually, that it would ever come out, and that we would ever stop shooting, which I still really am sad about. Well, because it was really a beautiful experience, but I have no idea what it's like to make like art with that. I just, I'm just like a, I'm like with floppy shoes on and a (laughs) flower that squirts water in your face. That's great art. Come on. Well, sure. Okay. I want one of those flower lapels. Well, look, I, you, I'd go get one for myself, but I gotta give $150 now. I don't have money for a, to buy you a second one. Well, Patricia, well, look, you're thank sick. You. You've been building toilets all week. You know, they just sell them. <laughs> you don't have to actually build the toilet. They sell them made or. No, I was helping. Yeah, I was helping. I was shellacking. I was standing. All right. So you were shellacking okay. toilets. And. That's right. Well, thank you for calling and. Uh, I appreciate it, and uh, don't be a stranger. All right, you too. Say and hi. maybe when you're in town, let's have dinner or something. What? We'll buy you dinner? Oh my goodness! You hear that? You hear that, Mike? This guy who screens calls with me thinks I'm nothing, and now he's going to hear you. Hear- you hear that, Mike? Come yeah. on! What are you talking about? Thank you, Patricia Arkin. Come on, Mike. You rule. Okay. <laughs> you have a great night. Thanks. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye. I like pitting Mike against people. Who he has nothing against. Mike doesn't. Mike, Mike's never said an ill word about me. That's the thing. This guy worships the ground I walk on. He thinks I'm the coolest. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. 
Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. How about that, Patricia Arquette? Start off strong. Best show. Mm, here. <laughs> Mary Houlihan. Houlihan. Tom Starkling. Houlihan. Wait, what was that supposed to be? Houlihan here. What is that? That's like. Is that a reference know, to something? No, you said it once. <laughs> I said what? Houlihan here? Yep. Okay, well, Houlihan is here. Mary Houlihan. One of my favorite funny people. You know her You're as. You're one of my favorite funny people. What's that? You're one of my favorite funny well, people. Well, you're sweet to say that, Mary. Mary people know Mary. She's uh, been on the best show before. She's got her her funny videos uh, and her interview with the Martin, uh, Martin uh, Scarelli, uh, which was bonkers. What was that like when you were face-to-face with that guy? Mm, it was weird. <laughs> I talked to him for like an hour and... Going into it, I was scared that he would be mean, mm-hmm. um, but he was very, very nice. Mm-hmm. So that part was weird. Yeah, but you still zung him. You zung him. It's true. I talked to him for like an hour, and all the zings were from like the last five minutes. <laughs> so there was 55 minutes of just <laughs> normal conversation, and then suddenly you're like... It's Houlihan time, right? Yeah, exactly. Suddenly it's like Turbo Mary. That could be one of your characters, Turbo Mary. How have you Mm -hmm. not done Turbo Mary yet? Yeah, I'm workshopping it right now. You're workshopping Turbo Mary? (laughs) Yeah. Now, where are you? You were in Los Angeles. It's true, but I'm back in my home now. Your home of... New York? Brooklyn, yeah. That's not your home. Your home is New Jersey. You currently reside in New York. But you're Jersey. I'm a little Jersey girl. Ugh, that I didn't like that at all. <laughs> that was truly upsetting. I'm a little Jersey girl. <laughs> That's What's going on? You have a show coming up? I think I saw you listed a show. Oh, yeah. Cartoon Monsoon has a big Christmas special on December 12th at Union Hall. So, Cartoon Monsoon, your, your, uh, is it a monthly show? Yes. Has the Christmas spectacular mm-hmm. at Union Hall, December 12th? Yep. Was that a Monday? It's a Tuesday. Ugh. A Tuesday counter programming. Right? Counter-programming. We have a different show, though. What's that? November 30th is a Wednesday at Throne Watches. Um, It's like a stand-up showcase. And that one will be a blast, and it is a non-competitor. All right. November 30th, maybe I'll come out to that one. Oh, you must. 
Wow, you're. Tom, how are you feeling I, after I'm, your car accident? Not. I'm finally getting. I'm finally turning a corner here. I think I'm finally turning a corner. I felt very weird for the last couple of weeks. Not not well, but I think I'm. Uh, my voice is kind of come has come back, and I feel a little uh, stronger and not as uh, not as uh, skittish. So I was Thank like, I was turning into a feral cat. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes indeed. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're okay. It sounded really scary. It was. It was the scariest. I thought I was going to eat it. I thought Ugh. that was it. No. No, I can't. I got work to do, right? Yep. Well, Mary Houlihan, you're a famous person. Patricia Arquette. I'm a famous person of tomorrow. You're a famous person of tomorrow. Tomorrow stars today on the best show. Did you hear <laughs> Patricia Arquette called? Yeah, that was really cool. She merits $150. Now this is gonna, this is gonna, where should you be? If she's 150 where should, where, where does a Mary Houlihan go? Eight. <laughs> Eight mm-hmm. For Hooli. Eight dollars for Hulu. You know what? Know what? Eight it is. No offense to you. You'll Not be at one fifty. Hundred fifty. She won an Oscar. That's Oscar winner. Oscar winners pulling one fifty on the show. Mm-hmm. You won a uh, Webby, didn't you? You got nominated. <laughs> didn't you get nominated no. for a, a Shea Stadium Award? Right. Yeah. For the Macaulay Culkin show, you got you want a, a Culky. Yeah, I want a Culky. Yeah, I actually have five Culkies. You have five Culkies. Yeah, and I have win. a lifetime achievement Culky. <laughs> you have a life. Yeah, you're like the Charlie Chaplin of the Culkies. <laughs> All, right. All right, enough of this inside baseball stuff. Mary Houlihan, you have a great Thanksgiving, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. That's nice, Mary Houlihan. Everybody likes Mary Houlihan. I want to tell you this. The Sharpling and Worcester box set, the best of the best show, is for 24 hours, is on sale. It usually sells for $100. It is now, for 24 hours, over at Numero Group, on sale for $60 for just uh, the next 24 hours until midnight tomorrow. Yeah, well, that's a little more than 24. I think it's it's about 24 hour sell. $60 for the box. It's usually 100. What? Can't read. Dude, he was putting these things on the wall. I got to throw these guys out of here. I'm telling you. They did they, they I was so proud of everybody. Now I'm just There's no Pat here tonight. Maybe that's the problem. Pat Pat calms calms it all down. It's there's no Pat tonight. It's Dudio and Mike. Mike and Dudio, and that's like uh, it's it's like Rocky Three out there, right? It's like Rocky Three, two Titans, or Rocky Four. Which one would it be? It's actually like if Clubber Lang fought Drago. It's like the Rocky movie everybody wanted to see. Why didn't they have other Rocky movies going on at the same time? Just about the other fighters. 
put Duke in a movie. Remember Duke? Apollo Creed's trainer? That guy was cool. Rather see Duke in a thing than Rocky. But yeah, it's Mike and Dudio tonight. Dudio and Mike. Dynamic duo. Let me tell you about a couple things, my friends, here on the best show. To make no Well, let me finish with the box set. 24 hours. Go to numerogroup.com. The Sharpling and Worcester box set. We're taking, we're sort of giving everybody a little special thing. You, you don't have it, and you, oh, you waited, and you didn't get it yet. Now go get it. It's $40 off for the 24 hours. You want to convert someone to the best show? You've been telling them about the stuff? Get in. 60 bucks. You want to, to, to get, get a good a holiday gift for someone? Best show box. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Numerogroup.com. But let me tell you all about time, time, time. See what's become of me. MVMT has become of me. Movement. Movement watches. It's hard to figure out what you're going to get people for a gift. But these watches, MVMT movement watches. These watches are really nice. And they take care of all that gift-giving anxiety. The price point is right on the money, man. It's 95 bucks is where they start. You've heard me talk about them before. So now's the time to go get somebody a nice watch for the holidays. Department store, you'd be looking 400, 500 bucks for a watch, a comparable watch. And how do they do it? They cut out the middleman by selling the stuff on, uh, online. They give you the best possible price that way, but these are quality watches, styled minimalism, classic design. They've sold over 500,000 watches, uh, in over 160 countries. They are really nice watches. MVMT started by two dudes, wanted to make a nice watch at a fair price. So this is what you do. Go to their website. Check them out. MVMTwatches.com slash best show. And you get $15, 15% off today with free shipping and free returns. Now's the time to step up your watch game. MVMTwatches.com slash best show. 15% off today with free shipping and free returns. Movement watches. Join the movement. No, that's not the tag. MVMT. Join the movement. No. MVMT. Movement. Tell time, bruh. There you go. Simple. Tell time. Another thing I want to tell you about Indochino. What is Indochino? Well, I'm going to tell you. This is a, a, a company. They make these suits. They make shirts. Beautiful menswear. They made me a shirt. I'm telling you. This shirt is so nice. They give you all the info on how to do your sizing on the website. You can figure it all out. You make sure you get a shirt that fits you perfectly. And they, they sent this shirt to me. It is the nicest, the nicest shirt I own. I'm telling you. It fits amazingly. I love it. 
Because you got to have a nice suit. You got to have nice shirts. You got to have that. You want to be a grown up? You got to have those things in your closet. So you go to Indochino.com, I N D O C H I N O.com, and check it out. You can, you can buy it on the website or you can, uh, visit one of their nine North America, uh, showrooms. The suits are, uh, made to measure. They make it easy to get that, uh, quality suit and shirt that fits right. So when you're at Indochino.com, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, you can pick out the fabrics and patterns. You choose the customizations. You can do a, a specialized lapels, pleats, jacket linings. You submit your body measurements, and they walk you through that process. And then they make you a suit, and it shows up four weeks later. So any of my listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $389 at Indochino.com when entering best at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. And the shipping is free. Indochino.com. Promo code BEST for any premium suit for just $389 and free shipping. Indochino. Wear a suit, bruh. And last, but definitely not least, my friends over at Squarespace. They always support the best show and have been a longtime sponsor. We appreciate it. So whether you need that beautiful, uh, that, uh, that, 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 that landing page, a gallery, professional blog, or online store, it's all included in that Squarespace website. Simple and intuitive. You can add and arrange your content with the mere click of a mouse. And you get free custom domain. Squarespace uh, makes it simple. You sign up for a year, you get a custom domain for free. For a year! And the commerce tools are uh, used by hundreds of thousands of savvy, savvy shop owners around the world. Squarespace Commerce allows you to understand every aspect of uh, your business and to make it simple. And you can track inventory, process orders, or send custom emails. And the customer support is second to none. 24-7 customer support. Every member of the customer care team is an experienced Squarespace user working in a Squarespace office. So no matter how technical your problem or trivial seeming your question, one of the team is always online to assist you. So go put your thing online. Get your passion out there. Show the world who you are and what you're all about. You go to squarespace.com and enter offer code BESTSHOW. And get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace.com offer code best show for that first purchase. Tagline. Only use if you really feel like the ad needs a tagline to wrap up nicely. This is definitely not required. Squarespace set your website apart. No, it's not Squarespace. Set your website. Squarespace. Bitch website, bruh. We're also going to hear from AP Mike in a little bit. He's going to talk about his Mike's added a new uh, new arm to the empire. Sure, we all thought it was uh, apmike.bandcamp.com that that's that would uh, encapsulate everything, but now Mike is uh, he's done wrestling management. I 
cannot wait to hear about this. Mike managed a pro wrestling tag team duo this past Friday. A few minutes, Mike will come in and talk about that. I'm told to go back to the hotline. Best show. Hello, Tom Sharpling. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Hi. You're talking to John Ross Bally. Um what? I know you wanted famous people to call in, but I thought I would try anyway. No, look. Oh, stop it. You, oh, this is you. one of the stars. This is one of the stars of Speechless on yeah. ABC. That's true. That is true. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm great. You're doing a wonderful thing this, this Thanksgiving season. Oh, well, I'm trying to do something nice with, uh, with, uh, f- feeding uh, people and doing nice things. Because it's in, it's the right thing to do. It is indeed. This is a. Uh, I am. I am uh, excited to be uh, a part of this. Um, uh, the problem is that I, I usually listen to your show on my phone, but I've been on hold on my phone, so I have no idea what you've been talking about for ten minutes. Don't worry, it's fine. I talked about right. Squarespace pretty much. Oh, of course you did. Yes, yes I understand. So, John Ross Bowie, you are a, a, a comedian. Of sorts. An sure. actor. Correct. People know you best as the dude on Big Bang Theory. Uh, a dude on Big Bang Theory, yeah. Uh, Barry Kripke. Wait, there's more than one uh, guy on the show? There is, I'm afraid, yeah. I always feel like whenever I, you know, it's... Like, I'm obviously, I'm super grateful for Big Bang Theory. It's been a wonderful thing in my life. Um, uh, I also recognize that it's a multi-cam sitcom, and there's a lot of uh, the cooler comedy people who don't necessarily enjoy that medium. So anytime like somebody like you or somebody at the UCB talks about me, I always feel like I should be introduced. Oh, like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. I just feel like quiz me on Big Bang. Quiz me on Big Bang. Quiz me on Big Bang. Throw me a Big Bang Theory it, trivia question. I bet you I could answer it. I know, but I feel like a lot of people aside from you, Tom, are like, oh yeah, my mom watches that show. Huh? Are you on it? And that's fine. Throw me, that's throw fine. me a question. I, def- I dare you to throw me a question. I bet you I get it. Are you a legitimate fan? I watched so many episodes of that show. Really? Yeah. Throw me a question. That's cool. Throw me a question. No, I, no I'm not going to test you. I'm not going to test no, you on this stuff. What do you want to ask what? me about Stuart? Nice. Or the, you have to do, wow. Well, Check first, you out. your character died in a fire at the comic book store. It was very tragic. Wait, wait, what? No, huh? Oh, you didn't... No, you no, didn't, no. They run no, the scripts no by me. They, uh, I didn't get to... They didn't yeah, tell you I think you, you got this. a really early draft. I think you got a really early draft, man. There's a I fire say, at the uh, comic book uh, store. There was a comic book store. There was a fire at the comic book store. There were no fatalities. No, there's the second store burns down. The replacement store... You're trapped in it. Wow. And it turns out okay. to be some weird <laughs> some weird uh, cult thing you had going on in there. This is how they're getting rid of me, huh? This is it's gonna be the season nine is it season nine of Big Bang Theory now? Ten. Ten. That's how season yeah. ten ends. Wow, they kill me off. No, you, that's you, what I get for crossing Chuck Lorre. No, I, I betrayed Chuck Lorre. I'm, oh, he, uh, that's, what, that's what I handle you. He dies in the fire also. Wow, that show is getting very, very meta in season 10. Wait till you see the end cards. They're written by a, they're written by a ghost now. 
They just I say. I did a spit take. You know, Tom, I did a spit take. <laughs> Tom, you made me do a spit take I in my you car. You know what the end cards all say now? Oh. <laughs> I'm Chuck Lorre. Oh. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. And they're, or they're just like, like from Stranger Things, like, help me! I'm trapped! Someone it's rescue me! Little, it's just gonna be blood on a, on a, on a, uh, Christmas, uh, lit, uh, wall, yeah. writing out, help me, uh, from the other world. Yeah. I'm neither alive nor dead! Someone, rescue me! Didn't I entertain you people enough? Won't one of you cross planes and save me? You would think. Oh, hang on. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh, you're sorry. Cur- I'm, parked, uh, I'm sorry. I, so I apologize. I apologize. I uh, I'm parked in front of my house, and some guy just did a Yui in front of me, and I was and I honestly looked for a second there, like there's absolutely no way I'm not going to get hit in this moment. But well, you did it. You did it. I never would have. That didn't. was a really impressive maneuver. You didn't get hit. But you managed to curse four times on the show, which I thought was very amazing. So look, John Ross Bowie, Speechless is on ABC now. This is a hit show that everybody can't get enough of. It's doing pretty well. It (laughs) It is. It's doing well. we got a full season, and people like it a lot, and it's funny. That's awesome. I'm not just thinking that because I'm on it. it's, It's a genuinely funny show. Like I read the scripts, and I laugh out loud, and... I think I, uh, I think a lot of people look at the show and and what it's about and and think like oh well that's going to be a that's going to be a weekly after school special I don't want any part of that but it's a really funny show it's it's really smart and the writers are, are good it's much people who wrote on like Friends and the uh, the American Office and and uh, that show the Grinder last season that nobody watched which was actually pretty good um, so it's uh, yeah, I watched it's, it's it a good step. I yeah. watched the Grinder. Can I, should I trivia question you on sure. that as well? Throw me a, throw me a question. You want me to answer a question about Dean Sanderson Jr.? Who played the grinder? Are we talking the straight grinder or are we talking, uh, the, the grinder spinoff played by Timothy Oliphant? Or are we talking Rob Lowe playing Dean Sanderson Jr. as the grinder? Well played. Well played. There we go. Well played. Throw me one Big Bang Theory question. I bet you I can answer it. I swear I bet you I can answer it. Right. Um, uh, oh, God. Um, uh, all right. Well, this is hilarious. If I can't come up with a, a Big Bang Theory uh, uh, trivia question, uh, this is going to be uh, super embarrassing. Um, all right. I'm going to do one. Uh, uh, all right. Okay. This is It would be very easy for me to do one from an episode that I was in. But I'm not going to do that because okay. I'm better than that. Right. I'm going to prove that I watch episodes that I'm not even in. Okay? okay? All right. Uh, where did... Uh, where did the boys, uh, the four boys, spend uh, a, uh, a, a summer uh, together? Uh, uh, Antarctica! You did it. You absolutely did it. You absolutely did it. Nice work. Good stuff. Thank you. Now, if if Patricia Arquette brings in $150 and Mary Houlihan brings in $8, where does a John Ross Bowie land on this scale? Uh, wow. Uh, somewhere between those two, I should imagine. Yeah. Patricia Arquette 
brought in 150 bucks. <laughs> she was going to do 100 and she literally screamed at me, and I had to do more. She won an Oscar. I have to give more for an Oscar winner. You have to give more for uh, for the star of CSI Cyber is what you have to do. Well, yes. I, I did. I gave um, $50. She... Um, uh, you give 100 bucks and I'll match it. Well, how about that? All right, let's do $100. John Ross Bowie. How about that? You'll match it. Okay, yeah. $100. Oh, I'm going to go broke. Holy moly. Okay, well, I'll do that. You give to a food bank in your neighborhood. Oh, okay, great. Let's do that. <clears throat> I, was Every- happy to, I was happy to help out in Jersey, but, oh. but L.A. could use some help, too. Everybody take care of their backyard. Fair enough. John Ross Bowie, you, America. you're <laughs> awesome, and I think you're cool, and I appreciate you calling, and I'm such a big fan of yours. And you're a nice guy, and you're as talented as you are nice. I, I think the same of you, Tom. I'm a, I'm a big fan, and I, I have been for years, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's lovely to talk to you this holiday season. Well, you have a great holiday, and I will talk to you very soon. All right. Okay, bye. Godspeed, Tom. Bye. Right back at you, Chief. What do you say when someone said Godspeed? said right back at you. Look at this person. Doesn't Tom still have monk money? Oh, I can feel that one. No! What do you think? A TV show just pays you forever? Yeah. Oh, no, you... Yeah. Oh, you you know those shows on USA. They just... It's just blank checks everywhere. You fill in whatever you want on it. Come on, Marcel. Oh, this is the guy who... I banned him for a while. He's... He's mad. Because he's banned. Hey, Mike, you want to come in? Who's good here before you come in? You can come in. I'll, st- I'll take the call while you're coming in. Okay. Best show. Hey, Tom, it's Jake Fogelmast. Oh, my goodness. I don't have enough money for this. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm glad you're calling Mike in because I have so many questions. I want to state right now, between John Ross Bowie, Patricia Arquette, and Mary Houlihan, I understand that I, I rank in there about 75 cents. No, this is but, no, no, oh, no, no, this is the guy, for people, look, first of all, me saying who Jake Fogelnest is, I don't have to explain this guy. First of all, he's the host of a thing he doesn't, what is it called again? The Fo, Fogelnest I'm a former. I'm a former podcaster. Former podcaster. And- <laughs> which is which is like being an ex-con, I think. Like, <laughs> it is. You still have it on and, your and, record for a while. And remember, like, I used to have a job on the radio. I had a job where all I had to do was go in and say, hey, coming up next is Vampire Weekend. Yeah. And it was a pretty easy job. Yeah. And now I have a job that is much, much harder. Mm-hmm. And I have these moments where I go, why did I leave that job? Yeah. Why did I leave that job? Oh, yeah. It's so much harder to run a TV show than just say, "Hey, here's here's a Vampire Weekend song." I made a mistake, Tom. Oh, I, I look, made a mistake. There was a point when you were doing this job where you know the, the, there's the expression "phoning it in." <laughs> at, one, at one point, Jake had this software where literally <laughs> he had to take his li- just take his telephone and, yep. g- and say into his phone. Coming up next, 21 Pilots. <laughs> and 
he turned that and down. And that became too much. Because, that became yeah. too much of a time uh, a time consuming process for me. And I said, I just can't do it anymore. And now I work harder. I I I haven't been able to hear the best show live in months, and it's killing me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and but. But anyway, so I just want to say it's a wonderful thing that you're doing tonight. I'm so happy um, that you're doing better. I, I heard about the uh, the crash, and it's just like, oh, oh, of course Tom gets into a car accident after doing one of the best uh, episodes ever. Of course, that's what happens. Oh well, why? Well, you know, I, I appreciate you. You're 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 a you're a caring person. And when people want to know the show, you're when you say you're running a show, and it's this I. I uh, couldn't tell you were running a show. Uh, I had no idea based on the 12 photos from every table read on Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's very important to uh, get – well, because the thing is, you know, it's on it's on Comedy Central and, um, uh, you know, marketing is an issue. We, we you know, we, we don't have the big HBO budget. Uh, no, no. That, uh, you know, so you, so you uh, got to get it out there yeah. via social media because sure. certainly nobody's watching on television yeah, no, well, television died, didn't you hear? Yeah. It died. Yeah, yeah for, no, it's over. And for, it's peop- over. for people who don't know, it's a show. It was, uh, it's a reboot of a show that was on, uh, on, uh, uh, MTV for a while. It's called The Life and Times of CJ, um, what is it again? Uh, RJ Berger. RJ yeah. Berger. RJ Berger. I'm really yes. excited about it. Um, and, and it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be more trans inclusive this time around. Um, I think that's what, you know, uh, you know, sort of set it, that, that's what we need right now. So, uh, I'm really excited about it. It's gonna be great. Now, what is the show called? It's called? The show is called Hampton DeVille. And I'll leave it shrouded in mystery. Mm-hmm. But, uh, cause it, it, it's, you know, it's, and it's like dumb to talk about these things cause they're like, not airing until next year, and it's like, what's to you know, what's to even you know talk about? But it, but I was just more, I was just like, oh, well, Bowie's calling in, and Mary and stuff, and then you know, uh, Patricia or Cat. It was just like, well, let me throw in my seventy five cents, and 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 I'm very serious. I want to match uh, a food bank in uh, Los Angeles or wherever, just because. It's just we we need this right now. Sure. So let's uh, say for Jake Fogelnest, if Mary Houlihan's eight and what Mike, what should Jake be? Four. Now that's insulting, Mike. It's not four dollars. He's worth more than four. What did he ever do and to I you, do, Mike? I do want to know Wait, exactly what, what the hell is going on with, with Mike now managing wrestling, because I did see a clip online, Mike said and, I, and I have more questions than answers. Mike, can you answer a wrestling question for Jake? <laughs> yeah, what's going on, Mike? <laughs> Here he comes. For people who don't know, AP Mike, he's a producer on the show. He's the associate producer, and he... Uh, has now added a new uh, new talent to the tool a new tool to the toolbox. <laughs> where because Bandcamp wasn't enough. Uh, yeah. yeah, Mike, you're on with Jake Fogelnest. Hi, Jake. How's it going? It's good, Mike. How are you? I'm good. So, Jake Fogelnest, how much you said you said nineteen dollars? Yeah, nineteen is good. Nineteen. That's very generous. Nineteen for Jake. 
But the thing is, if you if you call in a nineteen dollar donation to a food pledge, you're gonna you're gonna get flagged at a uh, food bank. Weird nineteen dollar donation. Should we make an even twenty? Let's go up to twenty. Well, let's round it up to twenty. We'll that, yeah, that seems 20. that seems right. Look, I don't have to worry about it because I got to. I'm they're going to be dropping a check on this place. They're not going to blink if it ends on an odd number. So, what do you want to ask Jake about pro wrestling? Oh, Jake, what do you want to ask Mike about pro, about his wrestling debut? Well, I I saw a video earlier online that looked like. Mike was at some sort of New Jersey community center, um, and they were playing, you know, we're New Bridge, we're coming to get you. Yeah. And Mike, Mike was just there sort of cheering, cheering these wrestlers on. And, and, and it's, I guess it's more of a question to Tom. Is that like when, when Howard Stern has like the guys doing like the stars of satellite radio? Do you have, do, do you want, Mike doing these these yeah. wrestling things. Like, I, I have so many questions, I don't know where well, to begin. Well, this is what I I'll guess say. First, to what is it, what's okay. going on? Well, this is what I would say to that. I don't care. If Mike <laughs> wants to drive out to Queens and hang out with Jeff Cannonball, who's a really awesome guy, who you might know from the Gary the Squirrel hardcore single. Um, sure. Jeff Jeff uh, supervised that with the all, with his band, uh, former band, the Altered Boys. So and and John George, J George, J George, John George makes chocolate. I think on <laughs> isn't that the chocolate place? <laughs> I'm not sure. On like Hudson, uh huh. Could be, yeah. Could be, man. Could be <laughs> anything. Could be though. So, well, Jake, I need to do this. I need to talk to Mike about this wrestling thing. I want everybody yeah. should tune in and watch Hampton. What is it? Hampton DeVille. Hampton, Hampton DeVille. DeVille. Yeah. In the next year it will be on. Yeah. Sometime, and, maybe next summer. Who knows? It's coming to Comedy Central. And, uh, and it, I, 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 well, well I, I, when there's more to say, there's more to say, but I just wanted to call in tonight to just say, um, first of all, I'm happy you're okay. Thank you, buddy. Um, uh, it's been a horrible couple of weeks. Uh, it's been a horrible couple of years, if I, yes. if, if we could be honest. Yes, it's been and, a horrible <laughs> life, actually. Now when I look back yeah, yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah, it's just never been, been good. No, nothing's never ever been, been good, good ever. Good. Yeah. So, if the least we can do is yeah. donate to a food bank, yeah. well, great. Well, yes, thank you, Jeff. And, and I don't want to give anything away about this show. I know a little more about it than people, uh, than the average slob. Uh, don't want to say who the star of it is, but when you see that, uh, title card at the end. The uh, it's it's a big dog production. So that's all I'll say. If you want to know who plays <laughs> Pops Deville on the show, uh, it's been really the thing that I've been most consumed in the showrunner process is what is going to be my Chuck Lorre title card. Um, I, you know what? How? What am I going to put out? Put out there once a week. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a great opportunity to just get a message out there. How am I going to have? What's going to be my Chuck Lorre title card? I think about that. I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes thinking mm -hmm. about it. I think your title card should be you, surrounded by your Times Square and Mr. Mike Mondo video <laughs> memorabilia, wearing your your jacket. That says uh, uh, the, the ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous stains on the back, uh -huh. and 
you're holding in your hand a uh, some sort of uh, some sort of Rocky Horror collectible that I'm sure you bought. With yeah, your, with your, I, I with basically your new money. I basically liked five things since <laughs> I was seven, yeah. and um, and that, and that's really that's as much as I've evolved as a person, and I understand that. Oh no, we all have the same five things we liked. It's like I'm still walking around listening. The other day I'm walking around listening to Armed Forces. It's like, yeah, I think I, I got this one as nine. I bought this so one as I. Yeah, I bought this one as nine. Still listening to it. The first album. So was I. All right, Jake. You're a sweetheart. You have a great Thanksgiving, and I'll talk to you soon. Have a- <laughs> now, Mike. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. You're a pro wrestling manager now. Uh, How did the what, what was it like? Because you got asked to manage yeah. a team. Uh, uh, t- the friend of Tom the, tag team. The yeah. friends of Tom. Friends of Tom. Yeah. Which is Jeff Cannonball. Yes. And Jay George. And they they uh, they asked you to manage. Them. Yes. So you go to this hall in right. Queens. It is in Elks Lodge, mm-hmm. uh, right on Queens Boulevard. Yeah, near uh, Elmhurst. Okay. Which uh, was probably the worst part of the evening, just uh, getting out there. Um, mm-hmm. I used to live out that way, and I forgot how horrible the E train could be. Uh huh. You took the E train. Yeah, I took the E train, uh, which you know was, was the way to go. It, it took you close to the venue. Uh, but then I was disoriented when I came up and I was walking in the wrong direction and, uh, I called Jay George and he wasn't quite sure. <laughs> so I was walking back and forth on uh-huh. Queen, Queens Boulevard for uh-huh. a warm up. It was good. It was, you know, it was a nice night that night. It wasn't okay. very cool. Sure. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, eventually, uh, I made it to the venue and, uh, uh, it, it was, uh, you know, there was a nice crowd there. Um, you know, I, w- I was concerned that, you know, there would be about 30 people. Mm-hmm. I would say there must have been, I don't know, 100, 150 people. Wow. Yeah. And uh, they were very vocal, very into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were towards the end of the card. Okay. So there was, you know, a lot of uh, matches before ours. Um uh, Jay, uh, Jay George and, and, uh, Jeff were the nicest guys you could meet. I mean, they were great guys. Okay. Um, it was interesting, uh, just being behind the scenes, you know, because all the wrestlers. Don't blow, pick, you don't, don't blow anything though for the, no, like, no. But you're giving a look, there's like, a, I don't want to, like, you know where the line is. I'm not going to tell you where yeah. the line is. <laughs> well, I look. thought all wrestling fans know. I mean, any, anybody who's seen hey, the wrestler. Mike, these guys. <laughs> one of these. Well, these fans are much dumber than the Well, I, I'm thinking they're probably not listening right now, those fans. And, and yes. Hey, look, uh, here comes one of them. Now, look. <laughs> he's not sure. He, he, what do you mean by behind the scenes? Yeah, behind the scenes, yeah. The only thing I'll say is I, 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 I can't believe he wasn't wearing his dumb Doctor Who thing <laughs> when he did that. <laughs> like, yeah. That dumb Doctor uh-huh. Who robe. So yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm always nervous going into these things. I'm, I'm not, I, I'd like to know in advance what's going to go on, mm-hmm. uh, rather than just, uh, improv is kind of not my thing. You know, I'd, I'd rather kind of have an idea. Sure. And uh, of course, we didn't really do much prep. The prep, the prep is literally, you know, uh, about an hour before the matches begin. Uh, picture this, uh, all these wrestlers, in this room, a r- relatively small room, mm-hmm. um, uh, in, in, 
in various states of undress. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some guys, I think, were were oiling themselves down. Uh, that made me a little uncomfortable. Um, I did not have any tights or, you know, I basically wore my street clothes. Okay. And, uh, you know, I went with a best show hoodie, uh, over a masses tavern t-shirt. And okay. so I thought that was sure. representing the show. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> nice. And so, so each, each of the contestants sort of meet in this room and they go over what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it, that was kind of fascinating to me because it was they were using this jargon that I did not understand. They might they they might as well have been speaking in a different language, mm-hmm. you know. And they're and they're going through this sort of pantomime yeah. <laughs> of various moves. Okay, you know, everyone's they say then you take powder, then you you know they they had all these names. I can't I can't even give you a, a fair representation of that. But that was that was probably the most interesting thing, just seeing how these guys are so dedicated and they, they want to sort of put on a great show. I mean, it is showbiz. This is showbiz. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe the lowest level or... No, you're currently <laughs> in the lowest level of showbiz right now. Mike. What about puppetry? Oh, we have that here. <laughs> Mike, oh, yeah, I forgot. A I forgot. Okay. All right. Mike, you have one of the puppets. It's a paper okay. bag. Okay. Don't forget. So, you've done. Yeah, that's true. You, could, yeah. you, you have done a puppet. Yeah. That is a paper bag. Okay. So then, so I would say this was a step up then. Okay. You're moving yeah, up. I'm moving up in the world because, because, uh, yeah, these guys are dedicated and, you know, I, I watched some of the uh, earlier matches just to see what's going on out there. And, you know, it's it's a real talent to be able to throw yourself around like that. Oh, um, so insanely physical. Yeah, yeah. And in this particular case, the uh, the ring was rather high, you know. Um, I don't know if it's standard. The, the ring seemed to be uh, maybe at least five feet off the ground. Okay. But anyway, back to the, you know, the rehearsals that every, everybody's working out the thing. I came in, you know, on the way in, I, I found the daily news. I wanted to have some sort of, uh, you know, uh, hook, you know, I, I was thinking of some things that I could yell out and I came up with, uh, I wanted to just start shouting, gut him, gut him like a fish. You know, I don't think I've ever heard a, a wrestling manager say that. So I had that. I found this newspaper. And I wanted to, you know, use the newspaper at yeah, some yeah, point, uh-huh. you know, maybe rolled either, up, rolled up, yeah, yeah. to like uh, get in the ring, and and I, I was able to do that like during the bout, like you're hitting a dog, like you wouldn't exactly. even hit a dog with yeah, it, but yeah. you're hitting a wrestler with it. Exactly. Uh, I thought maybe even it could be used for paper cuts, but we didn't, we didn't get to do that. Uh, we only had about. 12 minutes to do so i mean we had all these ideas we were all throwing ideas out and you were getting the guys going yeah yeah well you know uh, the the people we uh, we were uh, against was a caveman and montaquilla Mm -hmm. which i i I knew uh is spanish for butter okay um i didn't quite understand why Why? he had uh, butter as a theme but his costume did have sort of it was blue with sort of Yellow melting butter, I guess. Okay. Depicted on his legs. Mm-hmm. And they were great. Those guys were great. So I, you know, I came up with sort of nicknames for them. Mm-hmm. Like I was going to call, uh, Caveman Chaka, you know, from Land of the Land Lost. Land of the Lost, sure. And, yeah. uh, I was going to call, uh, Montequilla, uh, Land of Lakes. 
I was just <laughs> going to start. I, I was mm-hmm. yelling, land the lakes at him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so yeah. And then, then, you know, the, the, uh, Matt who sort of runs the whole show mm-hmm. and he's sort of the, the announcer. He's the Vince McMahon person in this, mm-hmm. this group. He was very nice and he gives like a pep speech before the matches. And that was, that was very, uh, heartwarming. Got you, you fired know, just, up. You know, getting everybody on the same page and, you know, let's, let's do a and great show. And the name show. of the league is what now? Uh, future is now. Future is now. Yeah. Uh, so the match was the, the match itself. Yes. So yeah. So, so we go out there and it's, you know, I don't think I've ever been in a, a situation where it was like as, purely chaotic mm-hmm. as what what ensued mm-hmm. i just went out started yelling at people people were yelling at me mm-hmm. uh there were a fair number of uh friends of tom in the audience mm-hmm. and and you know they i spoke to them and that that was great to see some uh fans of the show come out that's nice and uh yeah and i had you know it was great i, I would say there was about 10 or 15 uh people there um so you go out and you start yelling uh, Brett Davis was part of it and I'm, I'm glad he was there because he really knows what he's doing. He, you know, that he's really, uh, at home, I would say in that environment, you know, he just is superb and, uh, he was doing his thing. I never got on the mic cause he, you know, he was a bit of a, a mic hog Who was? and time was running out. <laughs> Who was the mic hog? Brett Davis, you know, mm. but, but, <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would argue. Yeah, okay. Not necessarily Mike Hogg. <laughs> but, I think our time was cut. Yeah, our time was cut after you had about, what did you have, five minutes, ten minutes? Ago? Well, they, they, the reaction was so strong, it was hard to get a word in that way. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because Brett Davis, Mike. Because, Brett, you were there. Mm-hmm. And was this your first time? Well, you no, know, you've done wrestling things before, obviously. I mean, unfor- uh, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, uh, a wrestling character yes, Bobby on my Blaze. show, uh-huh. Bobby yeah. Blaze. Uh-huh. But was this? A, was, had you ever done anything with this league? No, no. Uh, this was my first. I did one. Uh, I did a show in Denver that was like comedy and wrestling, and, I, and that was uh, the closest thing I'd ever done to this. But this kind of seemed like a whole different beast. Because <laughs> it was very much a wrestling show mm-hmm. without any comedic elements. And what was Mike? Mike was Mike was uh, playing it as like a salty uh, guy. Was that how you were playing it? Yeah, pretty much. You know, I you know I I didn't get to go on the mic, but basically my my riff was going to be you know so this is Queens. You know, I can't wait to Uber my ass back to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. You know, just giving it to him for being yeah. you know local people. <laughs> got to wind them up. Yeah, yeah, just just trying to yeah. wind them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Noting that the friends of Tom were very much bad guys. Yeah, that was the weird part. Yeah, friends of Tom were bad guys in this setup. Real? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. they were the bad guys. Wait. Yeah, no, I didn't quite understand that either. But it made more sense with me as a manager. Me. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so so we we, we climb into the ring, mm-hmm. and you know, the stairs. There was only stairs in one corner of the ring, mm-hmm. and um. At, you know, we, we get in the ring, we start running around. Mm-hmm. It's just chaos. It, it, it's, it is kind of liberating in a sense. Wouldn't you say that, uh, Brett? Just, oh, yeah. Just absolutely. sort of letting yourself go. You can just sort of do anything you want in there. I, I extended my weeks, uh, a week's worth of energy in that 10 minutes. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll see the pictures online. I mean, Brett went all out with his, uh, his costume and, uh, he had a fanny pack, which, uh, a lot of the audience, uh, was making fun of. That became a thing. Uh, there was one, in, one guy in particular, I, I kept getting into it. You know, I guess he, this was his thing to just yell at people. He didn't know, he didn't know me. But, uh, yeah, it was a sort of Jerry Springer-esque mm-hmm. type, uh, relationship we immediately got into with him yelling at me, me yelling at him. I was just telling him, you know, well, he's telling anybody who's yelling at me to, uh, sit down, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That, that was my, basically my sure. three responses yeah. to the audience. Yeah. That was, and it was, it, it was, it seems like it was fun though. It looks like it was, it, it was like fun. It was I mean, in in the heat of the match, somehow a, a bag of Doritos entered the ring. This was like sort of to me like the highlight of the the match. Yeah. When a bag of Doritos entered it, at one point I tried to eat some of the Doritos, but yeah. they were they were wrestled away from me. Uh-huh. Later on, full size bag of Doritos. Yeah, it was a full size. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a snack size. It was a full size bag of Doritos. Somehow, the Doritos ended up all over the ring, the, the floor of the ring. And then at one point, who, who, who body slammed somebody else like head first into the Doritos, right? That became yeah, like, if a thing. Were, it it like a thing. Yeah, like a hardcore wrestling thing is to throw thumbtacks down on the ground uh-huh. and some, drop somebody on it. But this was the Doritos version of that. Wait, how low rent is this thing? <laughs> a, a bag of Doritos is a big well, deal? Speaking I'll buy you a bag of Doritos. Speaking, speaking of low rent. Studio. Studio. Uh-huh. Go get Mike some Doritos. Get in your car. <laughs> Well, that wasn't in in our script. That was purely improvised from somebody who offered it up to the don't, uh, wrestlers. Don't, don't get my story out. <laughs> don't do it. But uh, well, you're talking about low rent. Uh, my biggest fear wasn't the other wrestlers, or uh, it was getting in and out of the ring. Um, there was these these wooden stairs on, on one corner that you you sort of went up and down. I was not in in any way going to be jumping in. You know, head first into the ring. You see wrestlers do that. Mm-hmm. No, I was sticking to the stairs. You know, I want. <laughs> but well, anyway, these okay. stairs started falling apart each time I, I went down these stairs. Uh-huh. You could see the side of the stairs starting to yeah. come apart. Okay. You know, to say it was rickety or ramshackle, that would have been an overstatement. They were falling apart. Uh-huh. And, and by the end of the match, I could see myself. Taking a fall, tw- breaking my ankle. Yeah, rolling your ankle. <laughs> Bro, getting, getting impaled on these, yeah. these penny nails after, sticking out of yeah, the thing. After you just screamed at everyone in Queens, <laughs> you're limping back to the E train. I mean, hey, isn't that the guy? I mean, these stairs were, were scary. Where's your Uber now? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. The Uber you out onto the track. Uh-huh. But our guys were victorious. Let, let, let that be known. I gotta say, Brett, if you were to give Mike a report card grade as a as a wrestling manager, what would you give him? I'd say a solid B plus. B plus for I'll take, first I'll take time. That. I'll first take time that. effort. Yeah. B plus. Yeah. Yeah. That's not too. Bad. I, I think I, Mike was a little bit hesitant when he found out that we were bad guys to really lay into the uh, the crowd. And I, I think that's that's where the room for improvement could be. Yeah, I, I stuck with one person. He was sort of an easy target, but he he was getting my goat, and uh, you know, so I kind of kind of zeroed in on him. Will you do this again? You'll do this again. Uh, I don't You'll know. Do it again. I don't know. You'll do it. Again. Well, I, I will say the crowd uh, when the friends of Tom were announced, 
there was a who is Tom chant. <laughs> yeah. So now there's a mystique. Well, there we go. <laughs> who is this mysterious Tom? Hey, I didn't write this thing. Sure, it doesn't exactly track. I didn't think it tracked. Friends so, of Tom. Tom so, ain't going to be there, guys. So, somebody just posted a picture on Twitter, and you could see, like, the general indifference of certain members of the audience to, like, what's going on with me. You know, it's like, who is this guy? I have I zero it. interest in I want to... <laughs> I want this to be the beginning of something, of you as a as a manager. <laughs> I don't know, Tom. So wrestling people, any other wrestling leagues, I want this to be two years from now. Uh-huh. Picture this. Exterior. Backyard wrestling oh, ring. No. <laughs> AP Mike picks up a fluorescent light bulb <laughs> and smashes it across his own face. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, well, hey, two years from now, yeah, I could see that happening, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, no, the story keeps going. <laughs> Maybe next year. Tom next year. Tom works at the refreshment stand, collecting, selling lemonade out of a, out of a giant, out of a giant cooler <laughs> for a yeah. dollar a pop. There, there, uh, that, that's actually low. I mean, at, at this place, uh, what was it, $2 for a bottle of water? I think, I think it was $2. But they did have a bar right next to the ring, which was great, mm-hmm. you know, for me. Um, <laughs> at one point, you know, I, I I did have a few beers. That's why that that rickety staircase <laughs> was becoming really yeah. terrifying yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I had, a, you know, I was half in the bag, yeah. and uh, I'm looking at these stairs, and I'm like, do I have to go up those stairs again? <laughs> this, this is the end. This I gotta say. I hope if there's any other wrestling wrestlers or wrestling league owners out there and you want to hire Mike, it's not cheap anymore, though. No. Not cheap. You're going to get this guy to do it. Yeah. And Jay, uh, Jay George just wrote that he took the fall into the Doritos <laughs> on Twitter. He just tweeted. Yeah. I'm sorry. I missed that the fall. detail. Yeah. Uh-huh. So this is like one of those wrestling things where instead of where they're fighting over like some some like goal or some like purse they're fighting over a bag of doritos what is this the <laughs> raccoon wrestling league i'll say this it did it did this league does seem to have a sense of humor so mm-hmm. I, I give them i give them points for that bag of doritos yeah yeah thrown in i got i should have gone for this i should have gone I, this. I did lose mike at the end of the night yeah i don't know what happened i we were gonna take the e-train uh-huh. back not that it was yeah such an enjoyable ride, but sounds uh, like it sounds like uh, there's a, a three man search party uh, going all over the Queens VFW hall. I thought I thought maybe you, you hooked up with that lady who was uh, you know who was like seemed to be fond of you. What? <laughs> oh, I don't want to know anything about this. I want nothing to do with it. Well, Brett I don't Davis, know anything about. Twitter. Well, look, Brett Davis. I'm putting you down. If Mary Houlihan goes for eight. Brett Davis goes for 18. Whoa. Uh, that, might, that might cause some tension between me and Mary. I think well, there either needs to be somebody gets bumped up or somebody gets bumped down. Because you, you started on the best show as a kid, so I'm uh-huh. putting you to 18. Uh-huh. All right. And as far Fair as enough. I know, Mary's never donned the tights, right? No. You know, there's a first time for everything. I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's your go, next uh, attache. Well, why don't we just go all the way with this? Uh-huh. Yeah, like a best show wrestling league. <laughs> I could be the Vince McMahon of this. Yeah, thing, there you go. Right there, you go. You got you, a pool of talent out yeah. there. We get Brett. Yeah, 
get Dudio in the ring, right? You, would you wrestle Dudio? <laughs> He's way too into it. He'll be there in his Doctor uh-huh. Who robe. I'll tell you, if you, if you uh-huh. I'm telling you this. It's w- winter's coming. When spring comes, when I get a new car, because my car got totaled in the when I hit a deer two weeks ago. First thing I'm doing with that new car, Dudio, I'm taking that dumb Doctor Who robe, and I'm, I'm buffing my car with it, my new car. <laughs> nice. When I finally shake some money yeah. out of these rat insurance people. That's a big chamois. The rats. Yeah, it's going to be a big chamois. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm going to do it in one of those outdoor car washes where you... You put two bucks in the thing uh, yeah. and you spray it yourself. Uh-huh. I'll spray it and then I'm gonna chamois my new car with your, <laughs> with your Doctor Who robe. And then I'm just thrown in a dumpster, a wet Doctor Who robe, covered in. I like it. I'll do it after the first snow and it's like all that salt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like after all that road salt. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it on a car. Up. Yeah, I'll just buff it off with your Doctor Who robe. Brett, thank uh-huh. you for calling. Mike. Okay. I also want to say this, Mike. Right. The the show two weeks ago. Uh-huh. I'm sorry you didn't get. We you had some great ideas for it, and uh-huh. I, the show just got so out of control that we yeah. didn't get to work them I in. Mean, hey, very funny. You know, ideas. it was a great show, nevertheless. Yeah. You know. So I I wish we got to. Okay. But uh, people should people should not minimize your uh, your contribution to uh-huh. that just because you didn't end up on Mike. I, I looked at it this way back ten uh-huh. years ago. Yeah. You were not always, you, we would talk. That's, that's how much we were talking a lot of times. Like, oh no, like, I mean, I, I don't think I was really, you know, except for like when I introduced myself, mm-hmm. I wasn't on the mic for not, years. For, for a while. For years, yeah. yeah. So. I was, think it was, it was the Strozik. Once the Strozik was the that, first That thing. was the, the sort of icebreaker. Who would have known? All it took <laughs> was you coming in with a Netflix <laughs> DVD and saying, I think this movie you might like this. It's it's a Werner Herzog movie. Uh-huh. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And then you turn around. Eleven years has gone by. Yeah. No. And we've been together crazy. every Tuesday night for yeah. eleven years. Yeah. You know what, Mike? I wouldn't trade it for the world. No, it's been fun. You're a top notch guy. I get down. So are you. Well, thank you. Don't, <laughs> you sound like Bob Dylan now. You're starting to sound like Bob Dylan on the radio. Thank you, Tom. It's gone. You say, yeah, you're starting mm-hmm. to sound like, uh, I'll give you a little taste of it. This thing would ever open. You sound like this. Where is it? Come on. Hold on. Hold on! <laughs> Imagine that Bob Dylan talked about this once, actually. This is a song from the play The Dumb Yankees. I don't mean the band that Ted Nugent is in with those guys with sticks. <laughs> Damn Yankees is a musical comedy, a modern retelling of the Faust legend set in Washington, D.C. It opened on Broadway in 1955, starring Gwen Verdon and Ray Walston. In baseball, like all of life, you got to have heart. you got to have hope. Must or this. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I never get back. Let me. Oh, I can't do it. Yeah, that's pretty rough. <laughs> I think you're heading in that direction. You got a little so. bit of that in your voice now. My my throat. I've got yeah. a little bit of a sore well, throat. I hope you feel better. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Mike. All right. Best show. Hello. Hi. To whom am I speaking? 
this is Emily. Emily, where are you calling? Hi, I'm from Queens. Emily from Queens. What's going on, Emily? Well, I walked down the block the other day, and I was happy to see AP Mike completely lost on Queens Boulevard. You saw AP Mike on Queens Boulevard lost? I was nervous. I thought he was on the phone meeting someone to go to a bar, so I didn't say anything, but uh, I guess he was lost. He was lost. And you, you recognized him as soon as you're like, oh my goodness, there's AP Mike. Oh yeah, I mean, he looks like a creep. Hey. I'm sorry. <laughs> he doesn't look like a creep. No. He's very striking. He's a nice guy. I know. I know. I met him. Say he like was him. in the bar at the Elks Lodge, <laughs> and it was the most insane night I've ever had. So you went to the very... wrestling match? Yes. Sorry. Oh. Yes. I was I was at the Elks Lodge on Friday. So you saw Mike manage the wrestling uh, duo, the tag team. I saw him sit in the bar. And then I saw him up here and manage. It's very exciting. Were you cheering him on? Of course. Do you think he, do you think, what if we started a best show wrestling league? Would that be fun? Um, I sort of appreciated that there were some non best show folks in the crowd. Hmm. All right. I'm going to think about it. I got to make money. It's, Gonna make money. I got nothing. I got no money right now. I'm hemorrhaging money. I'm giving it all away to the food bank. Can I tell you an upsetting story that happened after Mike's match? Will it make me think less of Mike? No, absolutely not. Okay, then please tell it. So, uh, Mike's was the penultimate match. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last match was sort of very aggro. And there were these two very buff men. And they had a lot of moves where they would sort of jump over the uh, the bars or whatever they're called. And there was a young girl sitting right next to the man who was starting fights with A.P. Mike. And she was maybe seven. And she was in the front row. And when these wrestlers would jump over, they would hit the bars and the bars would like bounce back. Right? Mm-hmm. And so the man who was starting fights with AP Mike and his sister, I'm assuming, sort of like would brace the bars and like keep it from hitting the girl. But the, the girl, the sister, had a broken foot and it like, broke her foot. And so the last end of the whole entire thing was this drama of calling the ambulance, calling the police, trying to figure out if this woman had broken her foot, protecting this young wrestling fan. So I was sort of distracted by the whole end of the match by this micro-drama. Man, this sounds... Did you know about this, Mike? I'm telling you, I'm getting... I gotta get... I gotta get Mike... Look, these guys seem like nice guys. You said the wrestling commissioner seemed like a great guy and was inspirational. I've got to get you away from that thing. You're going to end up, you're going to end up in a, in a steamer trunk getting thrown into the, getting thrown into the river, Mike. Unless you want that. No? Maybe. 
Again, two years from now, who everything's on the table. It's getting through. You'd be, you'd be waiting online to get the privilege to get thrown in a steamer trunk, hoping they draw your number. Well, Emily, I'm sorry you went through that ordeal. I'm glad you had a great time seeing AP Mike manage uh, the wrestling uh, duo of uh, of Jeff Cannonball and, and uh, Jay George. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best. Okay. And I, speaking of the best, here is something from Monotonics. show back Tuesday night here with you the best show listener we just heard from monotonics the song I can't take it anymore from the album Where were you when it happened? Which I believe is on uh It is on Unprofessional tonight. Sorry guys. Unprofessional. Unprofessional. It's on Drag City. Of course it's on Drag City. From 2009. DragCity.com. Gotta love it. The best. First of all, we're doing this thing where famous people can call up, celebrities call up, and I'll give money to New Jersey Food Bank, the Community Food Bank of New Jersey. If you donate, uh, I mean, if they call, and I'll give money to varying degrees based on their fame. Mary Houlihan was 8. I'm putting her. That's 20. Sorry. That's 20. Brett Davis, move him up to 20. 20 is the entry level. I'm not going to insult these people. Ain't going to insult Mary Hooley or Brett Davis. The Best Show box set, Sharpling and Worcester, is on sale for 24 hours. You can get it for only $60 uh, it's for the next 23 and change hours. A special sale usually sells for 100 It's only 60 tonight. Why? 
because uh, people need a nice thing to, to be available, and uh, there, there you go. So it's a nice little thing. If that makes your, your week or your holidays better, then good. That's There it is. Go to numerogroup.com. Sharpling and Worcester, best of the best show box. 16 CDs, 100-page hardcover book. Well, it's a, an uh, epic achievement of my life, that, that, that box. And it's on sale. Or if you want to turn someone on to the best show, that's a good way to get them on board. And there's a survey I would like uh, you all to uh, fill out, please. Uh, if you email me at bestshowsurvey at yahoo.com, we will be sending the survey out over the next day. Asking some some questions about the show and to get your your opinions on a few different things, and I would love it if you would participate. Anybody who's sent it out already, you do not need to resend. I have not sent them out yet. That will happen tomorrow. <clears throat> Email me at bestshowsurvey at yahoo.com and fill out the survey I send you. And thank you very much. Best show. Hey, how are you? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? Uh, you're speaking to Colette from Athens. Colette from Athens. How are you tonight? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm trying. I'm yeah. Trying. I, yeah, I'm trying too. I understand. It's hard, right? To be, it's hard. Because thankfulness is something I've been thinking about a lot, Colette. Yeah. Just the idea of appreciating what, uh, you know, kind of what you've got. And, it's like, it's not, these are not easy. This is not an easy time right now for a lot of people. And it's a bad time for a lot of people. It's a high, high stress time for a lot of people. Yeah, everyone I know is incredibly stressed right now. Mm -hmm. So, Just... yeah, so, you know, people got to... I just hope people can watch out for each other because it's it's bad it's 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 gonna get bad it's bad yeah but it's, it's it's got a real good chance of getting worse right but if if people stick together and watch out for each other we can one way or another people will get through it good people will get good people will will look out for good people and will we can hopefully get through stuff and 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 look out for for people who who uh who might need looking after uh, might have a target on them now yeah so. i think like as somebody from like a somewhat marginalized community like that that like that's actually been happening and it's been kind of amazing to see well um so yeah no it's it's hard and it's going to be harder, but like you know, if we uh, stick together, we can we can make the best of it, I guess. Yeah, that's all. And people got to speak up if if they see stuff going down, and just uh, and because again, look, I'm trying. I'm not trying to turn the show into a political show because it's like it's everybody's going to lose their marbles over the next bunch of years. There should be a place <laughs> where you can come and just feel like you can at least. Uh, where you can, your head can not be throbbing. Your temples don't have to be throbbing with stress. Because there's, gonna, yeah, because that's everywhere else. So I no, like, and that's 
super valuable. Yeah. So I would like. I don't want to. We're not putting the show in a bubble where where stuff isn't. Ex- where we're pretending stuff isn't happening. But I also don't want it to turn into a, a show that. It's already hard enough to laugh at stuff, and I, I would like this show to be a place where people can still uh, every week come and, and we can all have fun. Yeah, I I think that's a that's an admirable goal, Tom. So, so what are you what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Do you have plans? Oh God, uh, no, I don't have plans. I like I might be going to uh, my friend Caroline's house for dinner, but otherwise, like just uh, probably you know. Trying to trying to relax a little bit. That's that for what Thanksgiving is, which is this weird thing dropped like a month before like Christmas, Christmas and <laughs> Hanukkah, and it's a strange thing to. It's a nice thing for everybody to get together and appreciate things, but it's also hard to do it two times in thirty. Whoa! What was that? I have no idea. What was that? You don't know I what don't that know. was? That was no, unheard. I didn't hear anything. You, you heard something. It went... <laughs> you didn't hear that, Colette. No. No, I did not. I swear to God. Oh, that was the weirdest. If you didn't hear... Did I... I didn't... Did you hear that, Mike? It went... And it was clearly on your end. Oh, man. I think you're pulling a fast one on me. I think you're you're uh, you're you're trying to make a, a buffoon of me, a buffona. <laughs> you're playing weird sound effects and then telling me I didn't hear it. It's like an episode I of Mister Ed. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pull that on you. He was just talking. I swear. You should have heard the horse <laughs> was just talking a second ago. Yeah, you have to believe. Yeah. No, guys. It's like that horrible Michigan J Frog cartoon where it's like. Hello, my baby. Hello, my dog. Well, the frog's singing, and then he's trying to show people the frog singing, and then the frog doesn't sing, and then he looks like a, a like he's a, a losing his marbles. Yeah, that upsets That's me. That's a pretty that, good Michigan J. Frog impersonation for not liking it. Look, I can do, I do impressions of things I don't like. Don't mean you can't. You can't only do the ones you like. I got Michigan J. Frog locked down. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to get. There's a couple other lines. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep it moving here. You have a great Thanksgiving. All right, Tom. You too. I will talk to you soon. Yep. Bye. Best show. Hey, Tom. It's Ortho Billings from the East Newbridge Junior High Junior Gazette. Is now okay? I know it's not the greatest time for you, but I'm really on deadline. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hey, uh, well, let me just say, Ortho, just uh, <coughs> for anybody listening who might not have context on, on this, um, back in, I think it was like August, I had talked to... Uh, the, the the young man who's on the line right now, Ortho Billings, about doing an interview for the Eastbridge uh, Junior... Uh, the Eastbridge. It's my school. How am I getting it wrong? The East Newbridge Junior High student newspaper. Because, I mean, I went to East Newbridge Junior High. And it, it, I guess I'd call it my alma mater. And it's... Uh, you know, I really wanted to do the interview, but it's just... 
it's been so hard and so busy finding a good time that worked that we I figured we could do it on the air tonight if uh, if Ortho is able to call up and if we could keep it kind of relatively short. Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah. So can I just ask Ortho? That's a that's a very unique name. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, well, uh, my parents felt the need to announce to the world just how well-read they are by naming me after a minor character from Infinite Jest. Oh, wow. The, that's the uh, David Foster Wallace book. It's like 1,200. Yeah, it's, um, it's a long book. So it's from like 1996, I think. Right? That's correct, yeah. And I, I should mention, it's a novel that neither parent read beyond page 97. Oh, wow, because it is a huge book. Super long. Yeah. Like, seven, I thought it was like 1,200. It's not, it's longer, it's... Oh, it might be, it might be. I, I know it's really long. <laughs> I know they don't know how long it is. Okay, yeah. So they, yeah. they didn't yeah. get... Oh, and also, it must have slipped their minds that there's also a widely known pest control company called Ortho. Uh-huh. Ugh, yeah, that that makes it a little, uh, that, that must be pretty tough. What, being called Bug Boy since first grade? <laughs> no, that's that's nowhere near as tough as having to see my dad's constant tweets about moving the family to Canada when Trump is sworn in in January. Yeah. I mean, that's something a lot of people uh, have been saying. I mean, do you think he would actually go through with it? Oh, God, no. No, by January, his fantasy football league will be in full swing, and this will be so far on the back burner, it's not even going to be on the stove. Uh-huh. Yeah. Same with my mother's grief. With your mother's grief? Yeah. Oh, did 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 she lose somebody? Uh, oh yeah, to? yeah, yeah. She lost some dear friends, uh, Leonard Cohen and Leon Russell. But your mother was friends with Leon Russell and Leonard Cohen. Oh God, no, no. But that didn't stop her from wailing hysterically about them on Facebook and Twitter. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, and I should mention that in my 13 years on Earth, I've yet to hear a Leonard Cohen or a Leon Russell song played in this house or in my mom's car. So, what? What can I ask your mom? You, what is your mom's Twitter uh, handle? Are you ready? Uh huh. At East Newbridge, Mom rocks. Hey, hold on. I gotta see this. Okay. Here it is. Hmm. Wow. You're, uh, that's your mom. I don't want to be too, uh, insult. No, let her rip. Well, no, she, it's, she has a way of kind of making every major news event kind of about her. Oh, yeah, she sure does. But I'll tell you what my favorite ones are. What's that? My favorite ones are when she she implores people to donate to a charity by saying that she has just donated to the charity and then mentioning how much she just donated to the charity. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't want to keep that secret, right? Uh-huh. About uh, how much you're donating to a charity? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, whoa, here's the final. Bleep you, 2016, you garbage year. End already. Mm. What a deep thinker my mother is. 
Oh, yes, come to us, 2017, you magical year in which 70-year-old musicians and actors who party like Caligula will miraculously escape death. Come to us now. Yeah, it's it's hard because it's like, look, I understand when people care about someone and like someone and they and someone passes away. But there just is a thing where I mean, it's like, look, Leonard, we were people were lucky. Leonard Cohen was 82. Right. And it's just like, I think we might we should be appreciate maybe appreciate the 82 years that we got from him rather than it's it's just the unfortunate truth that an 82 year old guy is gonna just you know he was not in great health right we're talking about human bodies here they don't last forever it's hard yeah it's 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 the way it it's it's the way it is right yeah i'm i'm with you ortho I, I mean, I, I don't, I, you know, I gotta say, you seem like a pretty smart, uh, tuned in kid. Oh, uh, thanks. You know, and like, no offense to your parents who, you know, but it's, it seems like the roles might be a little, I don't want to say reversed in your family, but. Oh, you know, maybe, I never really thought about it like maybe that. Kinda, maybe kind of. But I guess it's true. Okay. It kind of reminds me of that last episode of The Brady Bunch. The last episode of The Brady Bunch? Yeah. I mean, I know the last episode of The Brady Bunch is the one where uh, Bobby Brady dyes Greg's hair orange by accident, which which always seemed like a very strange episode for the series to end on. Oh, dear, sweet, naive Tom. There was one episode after that. It only aired once. There was one episode of the Brady Bunch after the one I just referenced with the orange hair. Yes, yes. My step-uncle Steve showed it to me once. It was two hours long. Uh Uh-huh. I'll tell you, Iggy Pop is especially great in it. Iggy Pop? Yeah. Iggy Pop is in the final episode of the Brady Bunch? Yes, sir. I can't. See, this is- see, what happened was the Stooges, they broke up in February of that year. This is 1974. Mm-hmm. And Clive Davis, you know, the head of Columbia Records? Sure. Who, who the Stooges were signed to at that point. He was really good friends with Brady Bunch producer Sherwood Schwartz. Mm-hmm. They were golfing buddies. Oh, okay. Yeah, and as a favor to Clive, Sherwood agreed to cast Iggy as Mike Brady's ne'er-do-well kid brother, Skippy Brady. So, really? Yeah. And here's how, it, here's how it goes. Skippy is AWOL from the Marines. Okay. All right. And he needs to lay low for a while before hightailing it down to Mexico, where he's going to hook up with some bad hombres to make bathed up crank. Oh, you're really, I don't really, I'm not nuts about you saying things like that. Like using Oh, words. fair enough, sir. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this this sounds insane, this episode you're describing. Oh, my God, it is. You know, it was written by Paul Schrader just a year before he wrote his first film, The Yakuza. Paul, so, 
Paul Schrader wrote the final episode of The Brady Bunch. Yeah, he was just kind of getting into the biz. The guy who went on to write Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. And did he do Hardcore? He did, yes. Yeah, yeah that's my daughter. Yeah. he a, Only a few years earlier, he wrote the final episode of The Brady Bunch. I guess you take work where and when you can get it, right? I know that. I know the story of that. I know. Oh, I heard you wrote some uh, episodes of. Oh, what was the show? Oh, it was that show that. Uh, who's the comedian that everybody hates? Starred in. The comedian. Sinbad. Wait, I the wrote. Sins of Sinbad. Didn't you write some on that? Did I write for the Sins of Sinbad? No. Yes, I, I, it was I, like an erotic sitcom. I never wrote for an erotic sitcom starring Sinbad. Oh. No, that sounds... I've never heard of it. I, I, now I want to see it. And i got to take that off my question list. Oh, okay, because mm-hmm. yeah, we, we do have to get to our interview at some of point. Course, but but I do want to hear more about this final episode of The Brady Bunch, Ortho. So can you walk me through it a little bit? Sure. So... Mike and Carol Brady, they go out for dinner to celebrate their anniversary. Mm-hmm. And it's really romantic. It's really sweet. Lots of flashbacks to, like, previous scenes where they were kind of lovey-dovey, you know, and things that they had to overcome mm-hmm. in their marriage. Okay. You know? And, but all the while, the kids have planned a really big surprise party for when they come back home. And when they do get home, Mike turns on the lights and Everyone yells surprise, and the house is just decked out like a big party. Mm-hmm. And the house is also packed with just about every guest that was ever on the show. Vincent Price, Joe Namath, Don Drysdale, uh, who else? Davy Jones, uh, Desi Arnaz Jr. 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 Yeah. Uh, he's like a general who was a junior. I sound like Andy Kindler, don't I? Well, I guess if you kept talking about it. That's true. And I would have said something like, why do they call them grapes? They're not gray. They're not, yes. And and then we never got back to what we were talking about. Exactly. And then I started saying like something like, Jay Leno has a, new, has a car that runs only on not paying. I've already blown it. Jay Leno has a car that runs on not using his Tonight Show money. <laughs> yes. If he would just talk about, uh, if he just said a thing, it's just like, why do they call it the, the with Jay Leno on it? It's the Tonight Show. But it, it was sometimes it felt like it was four days long. Like it should be called the, the four day long with no bathroom break show. <laughs> He's the best. He really is the best. And he'll actually be in New York this, uh, this Saturday, I think he's doing a, two shows this weekend. Where? At Union Hall, maybe? Oh, I'm my not... God, that's big time. Maybe I can sneak out of the house. Well, Ortho, I don't know what the age uh, restrictions are, but... So, so wait, you said... De- it's a go- Before we... Desi Arnaz oh, I, was, I was naming who was on the show. Um, even astronaut James McDivitt was on there. Wow. He was on the UFO episode. Okay. As well as the unforgettable Brady Bunch characters that we came to know and love. Like the Tiki Kids, uh, Margie Whipple, Harvey Klinger, Buddy Hinton, Doug Simpson, uh, Ralph Hinton, Jeffro Collins, Mrs. Hinton. 
uh, Tank Gates, who of course was played by the great Danny Miller, who would go on to be the face of Gordon's of Gloucester seafood products. Huh. I did not yeah. know that. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, Greg's band, the, the Banana Convention, played. Uh, Dr. Vogel, Mrs. Tuttle, Penelope Fletcher, Muriel Sinclair, Man at Counter. You know, to name just a couple. Yeah, wow. A real, a real who's who of Brady Bunch greats. Really great stuff. Really came out to that party to honor, like, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, Man at Counter came out to the surprise party. Actually, I'm sorry, it was Man at Counter too. Uh, Oh, okay. Anywho, you know, everyone's having a great time, and, and Iggy, as Skippy, he does a song backed by Greg and Peter and Bobby. Uh-huh. They're playing instruments, bass, guitar, and drums. Okay. They do I Got Nothing, which of course showed up years later on the Kill City album that he did with James Williamson. Yeah, well, that was his post-Stooges. Yeah, okay. So that, that's so the he's going he... nuts, and at one point... Skippy smears lava from Peter's volcano all over his chest. And he slides down that iconic railing that goes, you know, from upstairs to the living room. Yeah. And he, when he comes down, he even cuts himself on the chest with shards of the family's beloved silver platter, which he shattered earlier in the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And the song ends up with him wrapping himself in, in these very important blueprints that Mike was working on, and then he dives directly into this huge full table of meats that Sam had laid out. Wow, that is crazy. Sick, right? Yeah. But I'll tell you what. What? The second hour is even more insane. The second hour? Yes, it's two hours long. And this part, it makes Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf look like Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. How does a 13-year-old in 2016 know Bob and Carol and Ted? And I barely know what that is. Or who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm kind of talking to myself, ortho. I do that, too. Yeah, go go ahead. So it turns out that Skippy has dosed the tang that astronaut McDivitt brought with flagrant Owsley great orange sunshine. LSD. Yeah. And as you can imagine, everyone starts tripping their B's and V's off. All right. And at first it's funny, right? You know, Wavy Gravy even shows up to guide the Brady kids through their trips. All right. He was just walking by the house when he heard all this partying, which I got to be honest is a bit of a stretch on Schrader's part, don't you think? Well, look, I'm I'm not as caught up on how he got Wavy Gravy into the house as that what I think you're saying is that the Brady children were on acid in this episode. Oh, yeah. Everybody got dosed. The kids were flipping on doses. Uh-huh. But then things turned really ugly, Tom. Uh-huh. How, how so? Well, the vibe just turns black, and this really trippy Iron Butterfly instrumental starts playing. Yeah. And the kids start screaming. And then Jan says that she sees Peter melting in front of her. And then he gets super scared, and he stabs Wavy Gravy. And then Peter strips his own clothes off, and he jumps off the carport roof. Uh Uh-huh. 
And as he jump and as he fall and he yells, that drum solo sounds so freaking far out, I want to take it with me. Which, of course, was later used uh, in a Raymond Pettibon drawing that showed up on Double Nickels on the Dime. Okay. And at this point, uh-huh. Mike and Carol, they're locked in this simmering, super deep, really dark back and forth about their marriage. Mm-hmm. He goes, I know that you wish your husband was still alive. And then she, Carol says that Mike moans his widow's name every time they make love every night. Uh-huh. And then they start screaming at each other. Yeah. And it comes out that Carol and Alice might have something going on. What? Really weird, right? And that leads Sam the Butcher to go into this crazy violent rage. Yeah. And then he picks up this meat cleaver and he starts waving it around over his head. And by this point, the kids are just terrified. And then Joe Namath comes over and he tries to get the cleaver away from Sam. And Tom, Sam ends up cutting Joe's hand off. And then he starts eating it. It's sick. And then everyone starts joining in and they're all eating Joe Namath alive. Can you even imagine his screams, Tom? Can, can you even begin to, like, I don't know, imitate what he would sound like in such a situation? What Joe Namath would sound like getting eaten alive? Yes. There's no way you could even come close to imitating Help. It. Help. I believe I'm being eaten alive. My hand was chopped off by Sam the Butcher. That was my, th- that was my football hand. Now I'm being eaten alive by, the, by this family. Help. Can you put Mike on for a second? What, what do you... I'll call out to him. Or i got to ask him something. I'll, I'll ask him. I'll relay it. Can you ask Mike if you, Tom, were just now playing a, a Joe Namath horror record? Um, Mike, was I playing a Joe Namath horror record? No. I wasn't. Mike said no. Okay, well that answers that question. I gotta say that was a tremendous impersonation of a pro quarterback in agony. Well, why, why thank you. Do you do any other quarterbacks in agony? Um, I don't know if I have any other quarterbacks in agony. Um, okay. maybe, um, I guess I could think of what, like, uh. Well, any music people? In agony? Like any music people in agony, like, like uh, do, can you do? Oh man, can you do Van Morrison getting eaten alive? Van Morrison getting eaten alive would what would that be like? He'd be like, oh no, I don't know, right? Like, yes. <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. Eat me alive. Right? That's perfect, man. I don't know. Eat me alive. Oh, go. There goes mom. Eating me alive. Now I'm wondering if, like, there's a CD in that new box set that's called Van Morrison Eating Alive at the Roxy. There's not. There's not. I, well, if there is, I don't have it here. Okay, could you get it? You mean, could I go buy it? Yes. Some, I guess if it existed, I could. Sure. Okay. I could buy anything 
theoretically that I had that's the money. That's how commerce works, I guess, when you think about it. That's how what works? Commerce. Commerce. That is how commerce works. That you can you can buy things you want. You can buy things you want. Who does that song? Who does the song, You Can Buy Things You Want? Yeah, my dad plays it. It's not ABC, is it? I don't know. You can buy things you want. I don't know either. Yeah, or so I'm not look, sure. Anyway, getting back to this episode. Yeah. It's utter mayhem at this point. Everyone's screaming at each other. Tears, blood, other fluids shooting and flowing everywhere. Ugh. It's so damn sick, Tom. But I'll tell you, Laszlo Kovacs' camera work on this last scene is just insane. Uh -huh. Pure genius. Laszlo Kovacs. Yes. Where, how do I know that name? Uh, he did Easy Rider. Oh, he shot was, it. Okay, he was the DP for Easy Rider. Yeah, and yeah. So they got and it's like he's taking us directly to hell in this thing. Uh-huh. And as the lights get dimmer and dimmer. Yeah. And thing, things descend further and further into sick madness. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Jack Klugman slouches into frame, and he tells the viewer to stay tuned for a very special odd couple. Okay. Weird. And then he starts beating Skippy over the head with his ball cap as it fades to black. Kind of takes you out of the drama of the whole thing, but I guess that's the way they did it back then, right? Got, what are those called? Leads? Yeah, like a little teaser, I guess, for the... Yeah. Wow. Pretty crazy. Uh-huh. And you can see why they only aired it once, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's That's the most insane thing I've ever, ever heard. Um... But wait, you, you said earlier in the episode that the kids and parents changed roles? Oh, you know what? I was thinking, when I said that, I was thinking of the final episode of The Waltons. Okay. It only aired once. Yeah. You don't remember this? The final episode of The Waltons, no. Yeah, yeah. John Boy becomes a flagrant serial killer killer. Uh, okay. Yeah, he starts killing serial killers. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, you know what, Ortho, we're, that's, uh, we'll have to save that one for another time. Um, okay, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Hey, you know, speaking of TV, yeah. I heard that, that uh, Donald Trump pitched several jokes to Weekend Update this week. He did? Yeah. You know, he's really up in arms about how what he sees as being treated really unfairly by Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. okay. So it turns out he submitted jokes to SNL via Jake Fogelness' email account. Okay. Yeah, he made Chris Christie hack into it. Uh, wow. It was big news today on MSNBC. I, I did not hear this. So this yeah, Chris is... Jansen was talking about it. So he sent in jokes. Yeah. Do you know what the jokes are? Let me, hang on, let me, let me pull them up. Oh, you hear there. Well, the first one is, Donald Trump started, sorry, Donald Trump stated today that conflicts of interest that he had before becoming president are meaningless because people knew that he was a businessman before he became president. I guess people should have voted for a guy managing the night shift at a gas station if they wanted a businessman with no conflict of interest. 
Wait, that's the whole joke? That's it, yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, second, let's see what else. Today it was announced that Donald Trump settled his lawsuit with losers who are complaining that Trump University was fraudulent, which is not true. It's not. Many people achieve so much from studying at Trump University. So many people. It's true. That's that's all. That's a that's not even a joke. That's awful. All right. Well, let's try one more. Vince Neil announced that he won't be performing at the inauguration of Donald Trump, but claimed he was booked to play at the event no matter who was elected. It's great to see that the one thing that crosses party lines is the singer of songs like Slice of Your Pie and She Goes Down. <laughs> <That's>... <coughs> that one is actually pretty good. That's actually a pretty good joke. Yeah, it says here that uh, apparently Pence wrote that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess he used to write for Home Improvement. My, Mike Pence was a writer for Home Improvement? I think so. Like a staff writer? I think so, yeah. I think he did that after he was the, the model for those those action figures. What action figures? I think it was like a G.I. Joe sort of spinoff. He was like Commander Reynolds. And it was modeled after Mike Pence? Yeah, doesn't he look just like a Commander Reynolds kind of action figure? He looks like the like an action figure for like the like an evil general. Who would like? He does. Who would like? Turn on like he would. Yeah, that's like. But I can see that he's got that kind of. That's like the most normal looking, abnormal look ever. He right, like he looks like an evil guy whose name would be like John Jackson. Yeah, Bill Reynolds. I don't want. I don't want to. Um. um Sully the name of John Jackson, the guitar player from the Bob Dylan band in the early nineties. Uh huh. Yeah, you okay. would. You're not. Well, I guess we can make it clear, Ortho. You're not. You're. You did not mean to link him. Just want that on the record. Sure. That's all. Fair enough. Well, you know what? Actually, this is all interesting stuff you're you're talking about. Weird, you, wild stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um. A weird reference from a middle schooler. Um. But um, we really should get back to the interview you were going to do. Oh yeah, let's get let's get to it. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Um, as a broadcaster, what is your responsibility to maintain an honest voice on the show that remains true to your actual values? Huh. Wow. That's a. That's a. That's a. Uh, legit question um <clears throat> i guess i would say um my responsibility is that i i can that i uh, do the show with uh integrity and even though it's f funny the goal is to be funny with it's it, we also should be funny with uh with just a a, a little bit of uh purpose not just okay. not just That's making great. jokes. Okay. okay. Um where is the line when it comes to a caller opening up about their personal life in relation to comedy? Um for, for example, if someone called up 
and talked about something they were going through that was funny but could also be hurtful to them down the road. Do you think it's your responsibility to censor them for their own good? Do I think it's their own... Huh. Wow, these are heavy-duty questions. I guess I would say... Uh, my my general philosophy with the show is not that we... <clears throat> it doesn't exist to make anybody a laughing stock. I mean... I, I think it would come down to if people if people were having fun if the person was having fun with talking about something that they were going through even if they knew it was embarrassing or or cringeworthy or whatever you want to call it if they felt that it was something that didn't diminish them then I I guess I'd be okay with that but if they if they were starting to do something that would be hurtful to them I would I would uh intervene and i would not want that on the air okay well here's a lighter one does having so much of your personality tied to the best show and the attitudes that you express on the best show ever compromise anything in your personal life i mean for example there have got to be friends or acquaintances who you've gotten to be closer to because of your on-air stature, but at some point, the on-air stature and the off-air versions of yourself must create a jarring dichotomy that makes it hard for them to always know where you're coming from, especially in terms of things that upset you and offend you, leading to burn bridges in the real world that seemingly don't bother you on the air. I was wondering if you could give a concise answer to that. Oh. oh my god, that's like Wow, that's a that's a whoa. I um hmm. I guess I would say that the the version of me on air uh, versus off air is is not maybe not as far apart as you might think and that I try to be consistent with what would upset me on either side of it, but I think anybody would have inconsistencies with that. So I kind of can only speak for myself and not for how friends or acquaintances would, how they would respond to it. Like, is that, yeah. Wow. That's the best I can answer that. All right. Okay. Fair enough. And um, and finally, how does it feel to know that your chronic and seemingly incurable case of blowharditis has had such a negative impact on your listeners and your listeners' offspring? Wait, what? I don't even know what kind of question that is. Like, what? What is? What is that? What is that question about? You don't know who this is, do you? Yeah, it's, it's, you said your name was Ortho, um, what, Ortho Billings? Yes! That last name ring a bell? Billings. No, no, it, it, it actually doesn't. My dad is Pete Billings. Alright. Pete Billings from East Newbridge? Um... 
I, I don't know who I don't know who Pete Billings from East Newbridge is. Oh well, you ruin a whole family's life, and you have no memory of it. Um, I gotta say, I've n- no idea what you're talking about. Look, you voice modulating bastard! I, I mean, how dare you? How dare you say something like that? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> We gotta. Can we stop this? Because there, there clearly is no ortho Billings. This has to be Pete Billings, right? Yeah. Well, Pete, I gotta say, I, I have no idea who you are, and I, what, I have no idea what this is all about. All right, let me walk you back. All right. Mm-hmm. All the way back to October twenty eighth. 2003, you're going on and on about the band Yes, all about them, and I called in to take you to task for saying that the Buggles were once in Yes. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, which is true. Well, look, I'm not a prod know-it-all, all right? I thought you were making that up. I didn't know they'd actually been in Yes. Who would know that? Well, I mean, it was a... Album Drama was a pretty popular album in this. I'd never heard of it. Uh huh. And I'll tell you what, man, that night. Yeah. You lit into me so hard and you were so belittling to me. You even called me a flaming Yescom poop. Pete, I, 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 I don't remember any of this. I mean, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. Feeling schmealings. It was my relationship with little Ortho that was ruined that night. Wait, so there is there is an Ortho? Yes, yeah, and he's 13 now. Well, see, I knew you wouldn't let me call in as an adult male, yeah. because it's no man calls in fall 2016, so I, I pretended I was him. Wait, what did you say it was? No man calls in fall? No, it's no dude Vember for the month oh. of November. We're doing. I must that. have written it down wrong. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, well, look. Irregardless, yeah. Ortho was in the room that night, and he's never been the same after hearing his father humiliated like that. I'll tell you what. He's been a real monster ever since. If you want to know the truth. But he was how old? Three at the yes. time. Yeah. I mean, there's no way you can pin. His current behavior on me because of that. You can't blame me for that. Well, what do you want me to blame it on? The bootleg gorilla growth, growth hormone I've been feeding him all that summer? Uh-huh. Well, wait. What, you, you actually gave your kid gorilla growth hormone? Bootleg gorilla growth hormone. Uh-huh. Okay. Bootleg. So you, you didn't even... I'm not even going to get into the... To, to apparently... You don't get look. You don't give your kid any gorilla growth hormone, let alone. Well, I know that now. Yeah, let alone bootleg. So you you didn't even have I, the decency. I couldn't to, afford the good stuff. Yeah, to go get. Well, you shouldn't worry about affording any of it. I don't know why you would give your kid any sort of growth hormone, let alone gorilla growth hormone. For I figured a, gorilla growth was was the way to go. Well, I you figured wrong because it's. That's the, that's a, ter- it's a child. Oh, great. Yeah, what? Oh, no, now you've done it. What's that? You must have woken him up. 
John? Oh, no, he's coming. Son, I'm sorry. Son, I'm sorry. We, we woke you. It was Tom. That awful Tom Sharpley, he woke you. No, relax. Is that, that's ortho? Stay back. No, stay back. Stay back. Stay back, son. That's your son. Oh, he's okay now. Oh, no. Oh my God! I think that might be it for Pete Billings. Jeepers creepers! That's bad news. So, the best show. Another half hour or so to go. I guess we'll do the half hour power afterwards. Does that work for you, Mike? You you want to do it? You want Dudio in on it? You do. Hmm. All right, we'll get him in. We'll get him in on it. Right? No, you're a fan. No, you're, you're, you run hot and cold with him. You know? You know, sometimes, sometimes you, you get your fill of him. I mean, that's what you tell me. Oh, wait. That's all fair. Sorry. Giorgio Murderer It shouldn't be This should There we go Yeah, best show Final half hour Just heard Giorgio Murderer Song Get Murdered by a Robot from the album Holographic Vietnam War. Giorgio Murderer, so good. And I believe that is on. Is that on uh, Pelican Pow Wow? I think it is. I'm gonna check. Is it? Hmm, why can't I figure it out? I'm gonna say it is. Look, Pelican Pow Wow is a great label, a lot of great records. Can't go wrong. Half hour to go on the best show. Celebrity wise, I've been making donations to, well, I'll make these donations to Food Bank, to the Community Food Bank of New Jersey based on celebrities who call up. We had Patricia Arquette call. That's good for 150. Mary Houlihan's good for 20. John Ross Bowie, that's 100. Jake Fogelness is 20. Brett Davis is 20. Wondering where? I thought we had a couple other uh, big fish brewing. I guess not. I guess famous people don't like uh, money going to food banks. 
Numbers 201-332-3484. So, I says to you, look, again, I, I, I've been, I've been, I got in a car accident two weeks ago, I'm just, uh, I'm still weirdly uh, uh, twitchy from it, haven't been sleeping well. I had a light day uh, work-wise today. So what did I do? What do you think I did, Mike? Movies! I went to the movies. And what did I see? What is it? Arrival. No, I did not see Arrival. I did not see Doctor Strange. I saw the movie everybody's talking about. I did not see Fantastic Beasts. I saw Bleed for this. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's a boxing movie. Bleed for this. Why did I see it? I don't know! I don't know why I saw it. I really don't. I don't know what I was thinking. It's a boxing movie, the story of, uh, what's his face there? The Pasmanian Devil. What's that guy's name? Whatever it is. It's this boxing movie starring, uh, Miles Teller, who, I don't know if this guy's the best actor or the worst actor going. I kinda can't tell. Yeah, look, I haven't slept. It's like, I'm going to just go to the movies. Maybe rest my little head. Now look, if you see the trailer for this thing, you've seen the, the whole movie. Because he is a boxer who gets in a car accident. And then they tell him he's never going to fight again. And then he keeps training and then fights again. It's in the trailer. And it's one of these wig fests. You know, these period pieces where everybody does it because they get to wear wigs. Everybody gets to wear a crazy wig. Katie Seagal's wearing a crazy wig. She's good in it. Everybody's good, everybody's, uh, good in it. Man, those wig fests. Actors love wig fests. I mean, I really don't know, because it's like... That guy was like... So I'm watching the movie. And I have not slept in... I have not slept well in ages here. So I'm watching it. And he's fighting, and then he gets... He's, he's fighting, he wins a big fight. And then I notice that the, I missed the car accident. And then it's like, I see the aftermath of the car accident, so I'm like, oh, I'm falling asleep. And then I 
noticed that I missed more of the movie. And then he, now he's got the headgear on. Because they're keeping his neck pinned in place. And then there goes a little more of the movie. I think I fell asleep for about 40 minutes of this movie. Is that a lot? I'll say this though. That movie theater sleep, that's some good sleep. You sit in the movie theater seat, movie playing, dark theater, completely average movie playing that you can follow whether you fall asleep or not. You can kind of hang with it. You fade in and out. It kind of permeates your sleep a little bit like you're hearing it, but you know you're not looking at it anymore. And then you wake up again, and then you watch a little more, then you kind of fall asleep again. Oh, so nice. That's like a baseball game for me. An average movie. I'm just going to start sleeping in movie theaters now. I got some good, I got some good movies theater sleep at bleed for, is it bleed for this or through this? Bleed for this. So here's my review. It's just like the trailer. Not sure if Miles Teller is really good in it or really bad. A lot of, lot of late 80s clothes and wigs. Three and a half stars. I fell asleep for 40 minutes during it also. I didn't mention that. So here's my review. Not sure if Miles Teller is good. I fell asleep for 40 of the 120 minutes of the movie. The entire plot tracked just like it is in the trailer. Three and a half stars. What's his face is in it? Aaron Eckhart. And he's got like his like a <coughs> like a shaved head in it. Or like a like a receding hairline. Everybody loves it. Go do the movie, put the, the kooky outfit on. Everybody loves getting weird. Being in a movie and you're dressing weird. I'm going to start seeing movies that I can sleep to. People start picking movies. And, and I'm talking in theater. First of all, I won't get my stuff stolen. So it's got to be a New Jersey movie theater. I'm not going to sleep in some New York movie theater. Wake up with, with, with my coat gone. Well, first of all, there's no way they could have stolen my coat because what I do is I take my coat, I put the back of the coat on top of me and put my arms through it, through the sleeves. And then I can, if it's, you get a jacket with a hood on it, the hood becomes like a face blanket. Like if you truly just, it's like, all right, let's really go to sleep now, which I did for one point during it. I just put the hood... There must have been somebody, there was like three other people in the theater. No one was near each other. But if anybody walked up the aisle at any point, they saw a guy one third of the way from the screen with a coat over his entire body. They saw two legs and then a, a someone wearing a coat backwards with the hood stretched over their face. In a movie theater. 
I'm gonna start doing that all the time now. You know, the wig fest. Yeah, some on Twitter here, who's saying this? They're saying baseball game sleep is the best. Baseball game sleep is the best. Because baseball is boring. That'll knock you right out. The only baseball game I could have stayed awake during was... Even that Game 7 of the World Series. The Cubs hadn't won the World Series in, in 800 years. And they still had a stretch in it where they allowed you to go to sleep when they rolled a tarp onto the field. You still you still could have grabbed a, a, a 15 minute nap. Game seven, extra innings. Eh, it's wet. We'll put a we'll put a tarp on the field. You can zonk out for a little bit. Wake back up and see whether the team that hasn't won the World Series since the Civil War uh, wins it. The phone number And then you know how there's this thing, this uh, this this guy, Mike Pence, whatever is, he showed up at Hamilton, and people were like, "Boo!" And it's like, yeah, they should boo. So they booed him. Guy anti, guy passed like anti-gay legislation. Shows up at a Broadway show. Like, what do you think's gonna happen? It's like it's a place that's accepting of, of other people. They booed him. And then people are like, you can't, performers can't say anything like it's the zoo or something. Like you're just supposed to put on a show like it's a zoo. You watched that, were you watching that show Zoo, Mike? James Patterson Zoo? I thought you were watching that. Oh, you only watched the, okay, because I thought you were trying to get me to watch James Patterson's Zoo. What is that about? A zoo gets loose or something? Animals take over what? The world. So it's a show about animals taking over the entire world. Well, I will watch that show. That sounds like a great show. James Patterson Zoo. But you know what's amazing when everybody's weighing in on what should happen with this thing? And what, uh, the, the, the Hamilton thing, which... Look, I, didn't, I never saw Hamilton. I'm probably not going to see Hamilton anytime soon. But little Steven, like, went off about, about, uh, like on Twitter. And he wanted that. I got to read this for little Steven. He's like, uh. He said that it's that they were bu- that he was bullied from the stage. And this is what I'll say. Look, it's little Steven. This is what little Steven should be focused on at this point. 
not weighing in on, on Hamilton. We gotta find this Kickstarter. This is what little Steven should be focused on. Is the idea that this Kickstarter he did, uh, for the, he did this Kickstarter in, what year was this? 2010? Yeah, I think it was like 2000. No, 2012. He did a Kickstarter to raise money for this band, The Rascals, who had, you know, had some hits in the 60s. Where he, um, let me pull this up here. The Rascals. Where's the video of him doing this Rascals thing? It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Why won't you play? You rotten bum. Now it won't play. How is this not playing? Uh. Oh my God. Little Steven Kickstarter. It's got to be somewhere. The Rascals. It's little Steven basically did this thing for this band, the Rascals, to, to revive their career on, on, uh, get them to do a, uh, a show where it would be like a, a live show paying tribute to the, 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 what the Rascals had done, like a, like a musical review of the Rascals or something. Come on. It's playing for Dudio. Oh, Dudio can play it all day long. I tell you, whatever these guys are doing to me. Yeah. I'm going to burn this place down, man. I'm going to burn the whole place down. Ain't playing for me. Dudio loves it. I hear him laughing out there, hooting it up. Do I want your computer? Um, Let me try one more time. On mine. This little Steven put some kind of blocker on it. Like he knows that I'm gunning for him. He might have done that. I wouldn't put it past him. Would you put it past him? I wouldn't. Can you come in? Bring your computer. Mine's not playing. Look at this. Oh, this is a disgrace. What an unprofessional show tonight. Unprofessional. At best, unprofessional. I'm going to try and load. I'm reloading the Safari. Hold on. I'm going to reload Safari. And it's working. In Chrome. I don't have Chrome on my computer. I don't have the... Yeah, because it's Google. They stole the ad money from me, Dudio. They did commercials. They took my song, Dudio. I feel bad that I'm using Chrome now. Dudio, they took my song. They took Come On Y'all, It's Time to Have Fun from me. They took it. The song I wrote to be an all-purpose commercial song, they took and put it in a commercial. Made millions. Oh. All right, give me your stupid laptop. 
That throat in the street. It's just weird chip sticking out of the side. I don't like that. I'm just in a bad mood. With all four original members, the show is called Once Upon a Dream, and it will be an unprecedented combination concert and theatrical event, and you can be a part of it. Hi, I'm Stevie Van Zandt. Two years ago, the Rascals, one of the greatest and most important bands in history... Now, I've played this before. I know we're going down this road again. They were amazing. What's more amazing their success include their own live performance by Cheap the original four rascals with the inspiration for you for one's pocket and be commissioned in any way. Now we need you to bring it home. Not one dollar that is contributed will go to anyone's pocket or be commissioned in any way. Every dollar will go into the production making it as good as it can be. As great as the rascals deserve. We found another believer recently named Peter Shapiro. Looking for other investors? Rascals. Thank you. We want as many people as possible to be a part of this wonderful comeback by this amazing band. So for a $1 pledge, you will receive a four-part download of the audio interviews with the Rascals conducted by myself and Dave Marsh. Okay. For $25, you will receive a digital high-def video download of the entire show. And that will be yours exclusively. I need to find the, a long time uh, before it ever questions. gets released. If it ever gets released. And you'll receive the audio interviews as well. For a $50 pledge, you'll receive an exclusive DVD and audio CD of the show. Again, long before it's ever released, okay. if it's ever released. If Plus the video okay. download of the show and the audio interviews. Now I'm going to read. The show is called Once Upon a Dream, so we're calling the $100 pledge the Dreamer's Pledge. The show's falling Before apart, the show dude, begins, yeah. there will be a 270-degree projection. Flopping right in front of you. 60s icons Here we go, comments. All over the walls okay. and scream in front of the stage. Here we go. And we will include your picture and name right alongside... Jim Worry about Morris, this, little Stephen. Jim Morrison. October 13th, 2014. The fact that no one from Stephen Van Zandt's organization has a simple decency to provide the supporters an update on the status of the remaining deliverables is disheartening. something special. The end of the show, there'll be an encore by Once again, asking about what happened to the photo book with our names in it. And will there be some shows in 2015 to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the band? I, don't, I know it's been a while, but any chance of getting the book with our names in it? Anyone know why the Broadway tour was canceled when things seemed to be going so well? Attend. An exclusive Rascals tote bag, an exclusive t-shirt, and an exclusive poster designed by Dino Donnelly himself. An exclusive yeah, Rascals tote Dean. bag. Like and there's everything else. Like there's the Dreamers picture pre-show, a, a glut of Rascals tote bags on the marketplace that here's a special one that only you can get. Attend, attend part of the mixing sessions for Once Upon a Dream at Renegade Studios, owned by Stephen Van Zandt. Meet Stephen and the engineer. Hear how the process works, tour the studio, have lunch catered by one of Stephen's favorite West Village restaurants. This never happened. Any explanation as to why? And if it's going to happen, anybody know when? Update on the photo book. Please advise. Thanks. Any update on the backstage downloadable stuff in the booklet with our names in it? Got the replacement CDs. Thank you. All we're waiting on now is the book. Any update on that? Why don't you worry about? Stop worrying about uh, uh, the the uh, uh, Hamilton. 
little Stephen. Worry more about uh, getting that rascal's tote bag out to these people who pledged. January 31st, still waiting on the book, booklets. So we received another DVD in the mail last week. That makes two. <clears throat> two DVDs and no CDs. With the same note from Lewis stating the problems they are having. Still hoping the CDs will come out. This is a guy who plays football stadiums. This guy plays, he plays a football stadium. How much money is he making playing a football stadium? And he can't, he, he needs to get you to fi- finance his favorite band playing. Can you imagine that, dude? Yeah. I don't know. Dude's not giving me anything. He's pulling his punches. He's half out the door. Maybe Pat's the one that makes it all happen, I tell you. There's a lot of good comments on the updates. <coughs> if you click on updates. On updates. And then click on the comments on updates. Okay, the updates. Rascals are back. Wait, now they're gone again. Hey, everyone. The, here come the... Ra- this little Steven. That drives me nuts. Super rich guys. Acting... They don't put their money... They never put their money where their mouth is. I have two nickels to rub together when I built this studio. But did I go for it? Yeah, I went for it. Put my money where my mouth is. Updates. Here we go. Yeah, look at this. We received confirmation the rest of the Rascals DVDs packages will arrive at our office. It's so boring. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. Look. I was in a car accident two weeks ago. Cut me some slack. Right? Just got two CDs in the mail. Disappointing, though, uh, that in the voices don't sound like the rascals. Felix's voice is too high. Eddie's voice is too low. Something's wrong. I'm also wondering what's going on with the CDs. This is getting ridiculous. Still no DVD, CD, or book, and no update. What's going on? Gotta say, for the first time, I'm disappointed in a little Steven. Steven, uh, I have followed all his projects since the Disciples of Soul, underground garage shows, 92Y events, opening of the Hard Rock back in the 80s. Not as much a fan of his acting, but I still watch the shows. The list goes on. I really feel he dropped the ball on the Kickstarters. Many of the pledges didn't transpire as advertised. Never one time did they offer notice of the Broadway shows and subsequent shows to the Kickstarters with some type of code to get tickets in advance or at a special price or whatever. Let's look at the pledges. $100 pledge, not delivered as advertised. $150 pledge, not delivered as advertised. Higher pledges, not delivered as advertised. When's the last time we heard from Stephen Van Zandt? We hear from Lewis. Who's Lewis? He seems to do his best. Pierce Stephen walked away from this. But what you have to realize is that the rascals... Their music meant so much to so many people, and I've decided to abandon this reunion. I've decided to pick up my guitar case and go tour with the East Street Band, where I can make mid to high five figures every evening. 
and I am not as concerned with the Rascals' reunion as I was now that we are playing every football stadium and soccer stadium on the planet. I only have a certain amount of years of East Street Band playing left. And these babushkas are not cheap. These headbands. So I wrap them around my head. And I'm still waiting to hear about season five of Lilyhammer. Beshow. Hey, Tom. Hi. It's, hi. It's, uh, it's Sarah from Chicago. How are you? It's Sarah from Chicago. I'm fine. Yeah. How are you, Sarah from Chicago? Um, you know, I'm hanging in there. I am trying to, you know, hang in there, right? That's what we're going to do. We're going to hang in there. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to fight a little bit. Yeah, you always, you're always fighting. <laughs> Obviously, but you're like because you're from Chicago and you're tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's probably part of it, and also part of it is just because uh, I I can't I don't I can't tolerate what's going to happen here. You're tough. You know, look, you can't turn it off. You can't turn it off. I know, Good. but you know, there's ways to stop stuff from happening and ways to. Uh, to get in the way of anything, you know, that I possibly can, so I'm gonna get in the way. Yes, if everybody will do. Everybody will do it. Everything. Everybody's gonna be the best version of themselves. It's a chance for everybody to be the best version of themselves. Maybe there's. I mean, and I don't want to be like, you know, you know me. I'm like always like super trying to figure it out or something. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, but like maybe there's a it. silver lining. You know, maybe the silver lining is that we will appreciate stuff we didn't appreciate. Yes. Before. Yeah. Right. Remember when everybody was so mad about yacht and their <laughs> fake video, and that was the worst thing that ever happened. Now and no the, one gives a rip. Yeah, the yacht. <laughs> they were ready to walk yacht in, off a plank because they did a video that they put uh, they misrepresented for for eight hours. Simpler times, Tom. Yeah. Simpler times. Everybody was so <laughs> mad. Everybody thought that was the worst thing they ever saw. You know what? Now you got something to fight about, kids. It's it's, it's true, and you know, and I, I, you know, obviously, what some people are going to go through, you know, can't compare to to myself if some of the stuff that these crazy people are saying, you know, comes to pass. But I also feel like if. If there was ever a moment where you wondered what it was like, you know, to be in a part of history, to know what it was like to be in 68, to know what it was like to feel like it, you know, there was something that would bring you out in the street. I mean, I think we're, we're buttoned up against it, you know? So I think that's, in a way, I'm like, you know, I have friends who are super into politics and have been posting things forever about gerrymandered districts and all these things. And like, to be honest with you, I don't know how much attention I paid until now. You know, I've learned more in the last year about how the government works than I probably knew my whole life. And so there's that, you know, like, yeah, you got smarter, you're getting smarter, smarter. you're taking care of business. (laughs) So, you know, but otherwise just trying to, uh, I keep thinking what the holidays are going to be like in America. 
this year. It's going to be a little tense. What you should, this is what you should focus on. Terror, what? This is what you should focus on, Sarah. Okay. And don't take this you the wrong me. way. First issue in Chicago, get rid of that terrible pizza. <laughs> right? You know that's only a special occasion pizza, Tom. No, you get rid of it. It's not pizza. It's it's, <laughs> it's saw it's it's a it's a cake with tomato sauce on it. <laughs> you get rid of that. Okay. And you make it clear Chicago is ready this for This is my change. mayoral platform. This is what I'm going to run on. This is what you run on. Okay. We're getting rid of this fake pizza. Getting that, rid of deep dish. That everybody, that nobody, it's, you say, this is not, you say, this is not pizza. This is cake with tomato sauce and cheese on it. <laughs> then you say, secondly, I've been to other cities, everyone. They don't eat hot dogs the way we eat them. <laughs> We're clearly doing it wrong. Tom, this is not the way to get Chicagoans behind me. No, you're going to... <laughs> look, look. Oh, so you just want to get reelected. You just want to be a, a party... Pa you just want to get on the gravy train and make the people happy. No, or do you want a true change that matters? It's, it's impossible for me to answer the hot dog question because I didn't know... That wasn't a normal adult hot dog. Well, like you when do you're a little now, kid, you do now. Well, when you're a little kid, right? Yeah. You yeah. put whatever in your hot dog, yeah. kind of. Trust like me. you know, you're a little. Four, a four-year-old knows that's not a hot dog. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, it was the thing four. that the adults were eating. Well, so when I grew up to have an adult hot dog, mm -hmm. it's I, I can't not think that that's what. It's supposed to yeah. be on a hot dog. When now. you saw the episode uh, that that ep <laughs> that cartoon where the guys were stuck on the island. And the one was like a, a short squat dude, and the other one was tall and skinny. And the one guy became a hamburger, and the other one became a hot dog, and they were running around because they were starving and picturing each other as food. Mm -hmm. You notice that hot dog didn't have, like, cucumber chips <laughs> falling off of it or whatever. <laughs> tomato slices. Yeah, yeah, tomato slices. Relish. Yeah, no. If that cartoon yeah. took place in Chicago, that's what it would have been. Relish, tomato slices, Cucumber, uh, who even knows what? Are they, I think there's like Subway tokens on that thing, right? But don't you guys all have weird hot dogs? Like, no! What's a Coney Island hot dog? Doesn't it have like something gross on it too? It has nothing gross on it. It's a hot dog. What's on a Coney Island hot dog? There's like a certain thing, like chili and onions and like cheese curls. I don't know, whatever you guys put cheese on Cheese curls? I don't know. What is this, Montreal? You know how fuzzy the East Coast is. For me, it all gets mushy. Um, well, you, hold like, on. You can't figure out the, having a weird food thing like the chili, you know. You can't figure out the steak. East Coast. Let's go back to this East Coast thing, Sarah, from Chicago. <laughs> There's New York. Yes. Is Boston on the East Coast? Yes. Is it above or below New York? Uh, above. Yes. Is Philadelphia on the East Coast? It's like in a little. It's not in at all. <laughs> it's like the horizontal? east coast. It's the east coast. It's not on the ocean, is it? I don't know. I told you it's fuzzy. It's right there, Sarah. Yeah, I know. It's right I'm there. not from. I don't have any relation with that area. So well, I'm I don't. Teaching I, you know, you. I don't. I'm teaching like I never went you. to a suburb, or you know. I know you were in Philadelphia. I was in Philadelphia. You know where else I'm going to go? Washington, D.C. Uh, is friend. that on the East Coast? Is that on the East Coast? 
Yes. I'm pretty sure. It is. That's all right. Now you're learn. Look, everybody's got to learn. Is Philadelphia above or below Washington, D.C.? Parallel? Are these things parallel? Or like, is Philadelphia on the ocean? It's above. above it's above. It's north yes. of D.C.? Yeah. Philadelphia. Are you near a computer? Yeah. <laughs> I just want you to look at the map and see what it actually looks like compared to what is your what you've been picturing in your mind. Because look, I can't do it for huge stretches of the country. I I kept doing this thing where I would quiz myself to name all the states. Where I would go oh. to this like this quiz where you have to fill in the blanks and and identify each state so I could just learn it and I would do it over and over to try to make sure I knew where each state was. Why? Uh, Cause it's the country I live in and I'd like to know when someone says where Oklahoma is, I would like to know which states adjoin it or abut it. Oh, Delaware is definitely not where I thought it was. <laughs> Wait, what is? Delaware is definitely, I didn't know if Delaware went south of New Jersey. Is that uh, right? Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah. Oh man. Yep. Yeah, I, I thought New Jersey was like east of New York. It is south and on the water. Philly is inland, so... Yeah, really inland? I mean, it's not on the water. It doesn't have... Pennsylvania has no water. I mean, maybe there's like one little snippet uh -huh. that's touching something, but... It's the East Coast. It's the East Coast. I get it. I get it. Baltimore is definitely... I thought Baltimore was above New York, so right there, that's... And look, you're learning now. Isn't it, see, I'm, learning. Is I'm learning. Thing. I'm learning about the government. I'm learning about the map. This is a good thing. Now you can just say, <laughs> I'm telling you, me, Sarah. Yes. From Chicago. Yes. To be your next, what What do you want to be, governor? I don't, I don't know. Alderman? I guess I would start at alderman if I was going to go up the ladder. You'd want to be an alderman. And you say, as your next governor, <laughs> I'm telling you. That we are from all the way from Boston <laughs> down to New York to Philadelphia, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina. Are you running South. for the governor of East Coast? Of the East Coast? Is that a position? That's not a position. That would have to be president. I should be running for president then. And I'd have to say, then I'd have to say Maine to, uh, hold on. Yeah. Look, Maine look, to yeah. look, um, look, it, look it up, President. Look, look. From Maine to, to, Florida, to Florida, Oregon. Oh, so you're going from end to end? Yes. You knew where Oregon was, though. Yeah, but I was looking for you know, just making sure I was horizontal. Sure. Look, you know, it's good to of. know this stuff. It's good to know this stuff. It is good to know this stuff, and like I said, I've learned more about Congress and the House than mm -hmm. I'd ever known. So, and that, that'll be knowledge I carry forward as I figure out anything I can do to put my, to put pressure where it needs to go so that we don't turn into a pile of, of jerks. We're not a pile of jerks. Nobody's always... We're not a pile of jerks. What's it mean Maybe to drag... Maybe we take that for granted. What's it mean you know? to drag it through the garden? What's that mean? Wait, operator? What? To drag it through the garden? What's that mean? I don't know. Is that, is Somebody's that saying that's thing? Chicago hot dog lingo. 
latch on the lingo. You drag it to, oh, 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 they do say that. You're right. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Put it. Well, no, we just say regular. You know what a person says in Chicago when you get a hot dog like that? You're like, I'll take a regular, like, put everything on it. Mm-hmm. That's, we know what everything is. No ketchup, ketchup's for fries, that kind of thing. <laughs> I actually went to this place in Chicago called Portillo's, uh, and I was there the other day, and the guy next to me was like, um, they had this whole system because they're so busy where you, like, go up, and they put your order on the bag, and you take the bag up to the cashier, like, faster, because they just, like, bring it in, bring it out. And the guy next to me was not from Chicago, and he was like, I want to get one of these hot dogs, and, you know, I helped him order or whatever, and he was, like, asking me what it tasted like, and I was like, yeah, he should just, he asked you what the hot dog tasted like? Well, like, is it good with all that stuff on it? And I was like, I don't know. Do you get in line for a chill, uh, you know, Philly cheesesteak and go like, is it good with all this stuff on it? Like, don't they put cheese Whiz on it? Is that good? That sounds gross. People love it. Right? No, but this is, okay, but imagine this, though. Imagine whether you like a cheesesteak or not. That's at your discretion, but if there's not, uh, there's if everybody accepts what a cheesesteak is. If Chicago, if there was a Chicago cheesesteak, you guys would take what a cheesesteak is and dump garbage on it and make it four times as big as the cheesesteak everyone else recognizes as a cheesesteak. That's not what it's not the whole point of whether it's disgusting or not. All these things are disgusting. Hot dogs are disgusting. <laughs> Cheese steaks are disgusting. Most sandwiches are disgusting when you take a step back and think of it as much as I love sandwiches. They're all disgusting. I'm just saying, you guys sure have a fondness for mutating disgusting things to be like disgusting Have you ever tried one? A what? One of the hot dogs? Yeah, with everything on it. I mean, a vegetarian or a vegan hot dog or whatever you eat. I don't know. Look. It would be like, that would be closer to what I eat normally anyway, where I just eat vegetables. <laughs> it's like somebody dropped a hot dog at the salad bar, is what it sounds like. It sounds like somebody dropped a hot dog on the salad bar. And then you just scooped it with a shovel and put it on a bun. You know, I I am going to actually have to listen. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how it happened. I just know that it's it's the way. It's like being raised to like know that you hate the Packers and you love the Bears. Even though you don't follow sports, mm-hmm. I I know it goes on a hot dog. I know that I love the Bears. You know the Cubs Sox thing just kind of is a geographic thing. You love one or the other, but mm-hmm. you know. So were you happy when the Cubs won? You know, I I'm not going to lie. I was my my house was a Bears house, so I had some friends where that was. I mean, you know, it's hard not to fully appreciate what that means for Chicago. You know, it's. If yeah. you don't love the Cubs, someone you love loves the Cubs. So there's, yeah. I'm not there's even so from there. Everyone's freaking out. <laughs> I'm not from there, and I was like, I want the Cubs to win so these poor slobs can can get a break for once in their miserable lives. I have to say, for a lot of Chicago, the like happy. It's just been like the happiest you could be to like the most confused and distressed you could be in a very short amount of time. You know, like. Barely had the parade, or the next thing is just crazy town. So right. I don't know. It's it's people are people are still. I mean, it's a big deal. People, you know, it's like it's familial too. Like their grandma loved the Cubs their whole life, and like she didn't, you know, 
never got to see them win. And so they're like, they'll put like, there's a whole thing of like putting green apples on stuff. It's like a Harry Carey thing. You know, it's like nice. I don't know what's nice. It's a tough town. So like sometimes when we're acting really nice, it's like lovely to like celebrate us being kind of nice. The tough you know? towns. It is. Um, these, these people we just elected aren't going to help us get it any less tough. You know what I'm saying? Mike Pence, uh, look, part Chicago, of the reason we have a gun problem is him. Yeah, look. Chicago has not exactly been doing, uh, is the, the, the president has not exactly had a ton of impact on how scary Chicago has been. No. So, no. Chicago's got some internal things that I hope get sorted out that go, that have to do with Chicago. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying this in a gleeful way. Of course I'm not. I'm just hoping those things get sorted out on a, on a citywide level so that the people of Chicago can feel good about Chicago. Yes. I mean, and it's not going to help my platform for mayor to try to get them to give up their crazy pizza. But, you know, I see your point. I might have to keep that to myself. So you're, flip-flop. you're a flip-flopper. <laughs> this is what I see. You're a flip-flopper. You're going to be saying it one thing that it's time to get rid of the crazy pizza. And then the next thing you're going to be taking a big bite of the crazy pizza <laughs> at the thing saying you, nobody's ever going to get rid of our crazy pizza. And then you'll be eating the, then you'll be eating a normal hot dog at one thing. And then the other thing you'll be pouring, uh, whatever it is. What is it like shoe leather on it and, <laughs> and marbles or whatever this you guys time, put on. This is just politics, right? It's politics. <laughs> yes. It is. And I am going to end the best show with your call tonight. All right. So. Well, thank you for No Dude Denver. Thank you for everything. And I'm glad that you are safe. Well, for the time being. Okay. You have right. a great Thanks. night. Have a great Thanksgiving. You too. Thank you. Bye. Of course. Bye. Where's the button? That's the, I, I was so discombobulated. I'm starting to cough again. I mean, this is not going to last my health. It's going to fall apart again. And they'll love it. Mike will love it. Mike loves it when I'm down, hates it when I'm up. He wouldn't say it. He loves apmike.bandcamp.com where you can get, get his masses, shirts. Those are the things he likes. apmike.bandcamp.com because they have the masses, shirts in stock now all sizes. Right? Yes. He likes those. He likes his new wrestling career. Um... As the manager of Friends of Tom, which I found out was the, were the bad guys at the event. I had, that was news to me that they were the villains of the evening. I, I kind of, I'm not, not that I'm not into it. I think it's kind of cool. But he also likes when I'm uh, falling apart. He loves it. He loves hearing, he loves seeing the big guy take a tumble. Right? He won't be sad at all when the hero takes a fall, to quote the bangles. My friends, let me tell you. If you're hearing this ad, you're trying to decide what podcast to listen to next, and I've got the one. Secrets, Crimes, and Audio Tape is an audio drama told week after week. The latest episode is a twisted comedy about Serial Season 1, where Jay is not the only one singing, and unlike Serial, it gives you all the answers. Make sure you don't miss a single episode. Subscribe to Secrets, Crimes, and Audio Tape on iTunes, Stitcher, Wondery.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Secrets, Crimes, and Audio Tape. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to end the show with something by the Hank Four, 
the band uh, that is some version of the Theme Weavers who released their EP or LP of Best Show Themes and Whatnots over uh, on, on uh, you can get it on, uh, on, where can you get it on? iTunes, I believe. It's, uh, yeah, it's on iTunes, Bandcamp, Amazon, Spotify. It's the Theme Weavers, nothing but the best, the very best of the Theme Weavers, LLC. They were the band that opened for us, uh, or, or were um, not open, but they were the musical act for us on our live Sharpling Worcester shows. Support them, get their new record. It's great. We've been playing the new version of the theme the last couple weeks. Ah, uh, fantastic. Theme Weavers. But the, the other band, which has members of the Theme Weavers in it, is Hank Four. And this is from their album from 2008, Refuge in Genre, which came out on Silk Breeze. And it's a song called I'm Quitting. And that's not intentional, but maybe it'll be where we end up. I don't know. Going to do the half hour power next. Here are the Hank Four. Be back next week. Bye. Oh, it's not. Oh, I'm telling you. Things plugged in for the dumb little Steven thing. I'm going to plug it in over here. I'm going to throw this left. Laptop in the street. Um, wait, not my laptop. We'll throw Dudio's laptop in the street. Hank 4, I'm quitting.